Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This episode of Mother May I Sleep With Podcast is brought to you in part by the Lifetime Movie Club, the ultimate streaming destination for Lifetime movie lovers. Choose from 100 movies at any time with new movies rotated in weekly to keep things fresh. And you can watch anywhere on your favorite device. As a bonus, listeners of this podcast get an exclusive one-month free trial. Go to LifetimeMovieClub.com slash malls to start your free month now. That's LifetimeMovieClub.com slash M-O-L-L-S. Welcome to Season 3 of Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. I'm your host, Molly McAleer. today and we're going to be talking about it with return guest ted travelstead thank you for joining me today for the devil's teardrop <laughs> <laughs> if if there's one teardrop i, I want to explore with you it would be the, the, the devil's, devil's one yeah. right yeah okay very excited like this is such a fantastic movie that i i mean i grew up loving movies like this like anytime it's sort of like a suspense there's some lulls in there, but it's also like very intriguing. Like mm-hmm. once I realized that this is a handwriting analysis movie, I was like, Oh, I'm fucking in. Like yeah. they're using some language. Like they there's there's certain things in life, like Backdraft was a great movie of this vein, where yes. you're just like, Wow, that's something I've had ideas about that I don't know very much about, but sounds very cool and I know that I'll never be able to do it. Yes. Like I'll never be able to know what backdraft really is. I have an idea. I don't know the science behind you, fire uh, handwriting analysis, same thing. I like to thing. think I do, but I don't. No. 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 Um I also love like people that like read body language. That's a big one. Yes. Like yes. after the royal wedding or like lip lip reading. I loved after the royal wedding. People being like, oh, he said this. I'm like, he's like mumbling British boy. Like you don't oh, know what he said. That's brilliant. I, I know. So there were lip readers. Oh, or? every every like royal event. They did this with William and Kate too. Is <laughs> like they basically, you know, because you can't hear anything that's being said. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. in America where they're shoving a microphone in there so you can read what the person's saying. And Trump is so drawn out and obvious that you, you don't need a lip reader. You can like hear him from, you yeah, know, across the now. room. Exactly. We can hear from here. By the way, I will say I would never normally give a trigger warning, but this is a a movie where there's mass shootings. Just sorry. I can't. Why can't I not laugh when I say things like mass shootings? Like, I I don't know why. It's just so uncomfortable. Yes, exactly. And that's how we. And I have to say it was shocking. I like it. Right. 
you know, shocking in the sense of like, this is a lifetime movie. And then suddenly the guys open firing. Right. Like, yeah. But this is also what I mean by like, this is a movie of yesteryear where like, we used to see shit like this all the time. Absolutely. And it wouldn't even register. You'd just be like, oh, this is the mass shooting part of the movie. And I think that it definitely sits with us differently now that this is a reality. I, I agree. One thing that, I mean, I don't know if you think about this stuff, but I'm very, like, in my own world where, like, no one's really bad and it's okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like to think, yeah, that everybody is inherently good and or I like to believe that, you know, yeah, I have a lot of things that, I, yeah. that comfort me that may not be the truth. But I have friends that, like, when they walk into a crowded situation, the first thing they do is look for the exits. And, like, I mean, yeah. I'll enter a really crowded gay bar on 4th of July with no thought. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Where Just, like, I, taking it in. Like, yeah, the, like, wow, this is great. And meanwhile, yeah. my friends are like, Molly, we're at a gay bar in Texas. And, like, yeah, yeah. you know, we got to be looking for the exits. 13 yards to, at 11 o'clock, we have there, that right. exit. And there's, yeah. And I'm so clueless. So this, this movie was... Uh, it seemed incredibly relevant. And at first I was like, ooh, I was like, this takes place in Washington, D.C. Like, I didn't really know what this was about. Yeah, I, I was not familiar with the New York Times bestseller book by Jeffrey Deaver. This is this, uh, is, this based is based on. on a book? Yeah. Oh, I got to read The Devil's Teardrop. By the way, do you think Devil's Teardrops, like, appear often in writing? I, yeah, that, yes. That, when we found out that Devil's Teardrop was, it is... The the mark above the lowercase i yeah and if it if it swings upward in a small rounded yeah. check mark that's called the devil's teardrop which is really only something a psychopath would do yeah. you know <laughs> to take that much time to yeah. dot an i is like yeah you've got too much time on your bonkers. hands you're not thinking yeah <laughs> or you're thinking way way, way too, too much, much. yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't, that's a good question. I, I, one thing I was a little disappointed, I wish there had been a little more handwriting analysis. I do too. Terminology and study. Yeah. I could have gone five, ten more minutes of that scattered throughout. You know, At one point he says nanotechnology and he just like stands so firmly on the leg of that word. And I'm just like. <laughs> nanotechnology i'm like fuck i'm like yeah he's doing nanotechnology and i'm like sitting there afterwards and i'm like that is such a non-word i'm like what is that what even is nanotechnology why did you just buy that but like i bought in so hard i was like oh he's yeah this is the nanotechnology part you well, got, of course you got to do that he says i will quote him at one point he says <laughs> I need to run this. I need to run this through a program that would remove the scribblings, so I could see what was originally on the page. And then he says scribblings like five or six times in like a two-minute period. Right. Like I wanted to make it my ringtone. Like it's just like Tom Everett Scott saying scribblings. The way I, I can't do it the way he does it, but he just said scribblings over and over. So it just started to sound. Don't absurd. worry. Most of the clips I pulled were the ones that had the fancy technical speak because I was like, this is what the audience will really grasp on. Too is like I got a couple of the romantic moments, which by the way seemed really inappropriate. Like there was never a moment. I've called this movie. I don't know how he does it because it's like the Jessica Sarah Jessica Parker movie, except 
Like it's, it's except it's a guy doing handwriting stuff and we actually find out how he does it, which is like not very well. You never found out and how she does it. You never really figured it out. She never found the balance. Okay. But I mean, this guy is dealing with the FBI and simultaneously like stepping out to take custody phone calls dealing like literally his child calls at one point and he's just like talking her off a ledge that is completely inappropriate considering that the whether or not 12 to 14 people die on the other side of this he's he's like she's cutting up fabric at home and he it was it's just is something going on with you and mom yeah shut up shannon like (laughs) you're like i know you can't know what your dad is doing right now but dad has clearly not left the house in over a year he's been looking at the same thomas jefferson letter (laughs) with his nanotechnology and whatever this program is that he can that it removes the scribblings <laughs> this movie is i mean there's some real easter eggs in there and i will tell you this too is that this this movie is the kind of movie that i feel for lifetime was they got a steal like they bought it ret- oh thank you wags is hovering over the ledge here himself uh looking for pig thank you um wags is a stuffed pig um so this movie i think was bought retroactively by lifetime like maybe it was this is my theory because i don't think that lifetime would have the budget because this movie was like i looked at this movie at one point the daughter shannon is wearing a sweatshirt that i know retailed for 125 dollars plus it was like (laughs) sad um (laughs) but that is that's fascinating and like that is a fucking pricey wardrobe item for lifetime yes so like normally they would never have that so i look at that and i say they must have had professional styling on set this is a pretty, like, you know, the budget when they blow up a building later on, it's a pretty big budget blow up, although there's definitely, I think, a green screen involved in the mix. Uh, yeah, yeah, but the, the, so you see, like, yes, there's these examples of high budget, but then, but then, like, there's also examples, like, when they go to the, like, the warehouse where this the yeah. killer has been living, like, it's like... It's, I've seen, like, TGF Fridays that are better, like, better right. set decor. Like, they have, like, th- three or four man- pieces of a mannequin. I don't know who, A metal fan and yeah. a barrel. They, you like, know, like, robbed ooh, a mannequin store. Creepy. I really don't... They went to that place on Fairfax, I bet, that just has all the shit in yeah. front of it. That's exactly where they went. By the way, that set was definitely not the same set where the killer was, like, previously in the movie. Because the guy was in, like, the Silence of the Lambs house. And then all of a sudden they cut to, like, a warehouse. Well, yeah, at some point he's eating and listening and watching the Flintstones. But they yeah. couldn't afford the video. Right. They, you just hear the audio of Fred yelling at Dino. Is that is that free to just do some Dino audio? Oh, that's a good question. I wondered that. I was like, well, they couldn't show it. So they couldn't afford to pay for it. But then oh, is, the, is the audio cheaper? That's That's what I was wondering. We have to save a realization I just had that is, for me, huge. Uh, it bothered me throughout the whole movie. I just had a huge realization about something in that scene. And I feel really happy about it. Wow. Um, this is exciting. I can't wait. To, I'll probably forget. <laughs> I'll, I'll I can't you. wait to tell you. Okay. I can't wait to tell you. Okay. Wow. So, okay, let's. Let's just, okay, we were talking about budget. Oh, oh, this must have been. I think saying, lifetime purchases retroactively because sometimes they also had some big names in this. Well, yeah, the, 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 Natasha Henstridge and Tom Everett Scott have yeah. both been in features, and I looked it up. When I looked it up, it said it had a screen release date, which I, I was a little blown away that this would have played it, uh, played in a theater. But 
They did that. A- I, we noticed last week um, that they we did a movie called um, Fatal Honeymoon that was about. Uh, do you remember that guy that killed his wife? The scuba uh, actor? Yeah. 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 And Harvey Keitel's on that too. So like that's another oh. big like name. And they do sometimes get that over at Lifetime. And I do think it's because they purchase things that just don't pan out. I think the movie that we did last time about it, like eight feet deep yeah. of terror, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think was a, something that they had like purchased it wasn't originally made for life. By the way, way too much water in these. Like, not only did we do 12... I just did one two weeks ago where Lisa Reno learns how to swim. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a reality show. Yeah, it, it, was, just a, it was just real. Actually, I just watched Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, but, <laughs> no, it was great. Um, I do want to say that Rena Sofer, who played Renas, I she was she gorgeous. Joan. gorgeous. I mm-hmm. was really. She's in a movie because she's in Keeping the Faith, General Hospital, so she works. Have you? Do you know her? I do not. I, I mean, I like, did, know her from yeah. not personally. Do you know <laughs> I, her from I've film? never met her. Um, no, I, 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 I looked her up and noticed that she'd been in a few things, but, um, but no, I wasn't really. She seems like. She would be like a lifetime staple. Yeah, type. she's also, she's like, seems like, a, or she is a, it looks like a soap opera staple. Yeah. But she is like one of those people, very rarely in a lifetime movie does someone come on street and I'm like, that person is fucking striking. And this woman was striking. She was really beautiful. I was like, I yeah. need to know who she is and where they've been hiding her. <laughs> so um, let's get into the film because there's a lot here. Um, but yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to get into the film. Trigger warning, mass shooting. Oh, yes. I just want to remind everyone for real. Because yes. this is not, this is a disturbing scene. Yes. Do you want to start or should I? I'll start because I'm starting right, you right from so the very excited. beginning. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I just, the the opening, mu- they start with this montage of DC. Right. Shots of DC with this opening music, which... Which sounded eerily similar to the movie Powder. Have you ever? Uh, uh, I was too young to see Powder, but I feel like I have because of memes. But I haven't. Yes, Sean Patrick Flannery, Jeff Goldblum. There's a whole story behind Powder that I won't go into. But, but Powder you... is kind of the original meme. <laughs> like, it, do you know what really? I mean? I mean, yeah. it's not. But I feel like I even t- when I was a kid, people would be like Powder. Ella. Like we would just be like, someone would just say Powder, and we'd die. Like, <laughs> I w- yes, you know, I was obsessed with Powder for a while. Not but there's a lot of controversy surrounding the director, who's a child molester. That's a oh, whole other story. Right, right, right. But then Powder himself. I just the Gus character Van- of Powder. Is that, who that is Gus Van Sant or no? Oh, that, Victor Salva. Victor Salva. That's the one that uh, Rose Rose McGowan had trouble with him. Oh, really? Well, she, that's when she found out that he, uh, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, the, but the, the movie holds a special place in my heart because it's just terrible, but at the same time, kind of love it. Anyway, the music is very similar. I looked it up. Different composer altogether, not You the thought same it guy. might be the same guy. I just was like, this is a music from Powder. Uh, <laughs> and so I was watching the trailer to Powder and then going back to the, the movie. But but what was really interesting was they have all these beautiful opening shots of uh, DC, you know, that different landmarks of, um, uh, you know, of DC landmarks, yeah, the Capitol, Capitol, Washington Lincoln Monument, Moore, whatever. Yeah. But like, then they cut, <laughs> they cut. Just right from these to a shot of the seven, the seven train, right. <laughs> and then the D train, right, and then an Amtrak train, and then it's like supposedly well, Union Station. Here's, here's how little I have faith in Lifetime is I was like, this isn't even going to be about a fucking train. I was like, this is just 
This is them wasting my time yes. like they always do. I was so positive that this was going to be a non-event regarding the trains. But well, and, and it's just like, I mean, I, it was just, a, yeah, like why they would have to cut in footage of, the, of New York, the New York subway. They could have, yeah. they had a, they had an Amtrak train. Just yeah. couldn't they just use one shot of the Amtrak train I and then a, go to I, the I station? I think it was all like B-roll that someone else filmed that, that they, that was all just purchased stuff and they bought it in a package and had to use it all. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? If you buy this footage of the Capitol, you have to use the D train. Like <laughs> that's, that's my take on this. I, I, yeah. That's a great, like, sorry, it's all or none. You know me, I'm just trying to find a way to make it all nice, but. <laughs> no, hey, look, I, I just, I mean, I, it was, I found it very entertaining. Um, and then we go to the lobby of the of the train station, and there's so many cuts of just people walking that I'm like, who's the one I'm supposed to be looking for? Yeah, is it, the, looking is for it the, one? the short, wide guy with the suitcase? <laughs> like, right. Is that like the, the what, lady in the nice seafoam groom sweater? Like, what's going to happen? Because <laughs> I didn't know what was, but then short, short shit, you know the guy when you see him. Yep. He's staring at the clock. He looks completely different dead in his eyes and he's holding a paper bag that he then pulls a gun from fires the crowd all right so seven dead 14 wounded the titles come up it's day one of a we find out three-day affair it's july 2nd and they're at the fbi headquarters 12.05 p.m i yes these i love these titles by the way because they they just throw them in at random it seems like like, if they they could have just gone day one day two day three no but it's like Day two, eight thirty-seven a.m. Well, it took me like three titles to realize that I was supposed to be looking for twelve. That like that was the thing that I was supposed to be looking for, and so like we're beating the clock like till yeah, we get yeah, to twelve. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea, so I was just like, at one point, I just stopped writing them down because I was like, ah, like we these don't even matter. No, you're, I I wrote this first one like day one, July second, twelve or five p.m., and then later on, I wrote like. These they could really they could really simplify the countdown. Perhaps day one, day two, day three, instead of this random bunch of times and places. Right, because it means it's, well, it's showed, asking how many a lot clocks of and watches did they show? So many. Like yeah. this is a mostly clock and watch movie. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, I'm not great at reading clocks, so like I had a lot of panic in me for the people at home that didn't know what that meant. Because like. I, when I went to Japan recently, I asked a guy the time on the train and he showed me his watch. And I was like, that means nothing to me. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what that says if you wanted me to. And I can't communicate this to you. Like, I just was like, never mind. <laughs> you have to take a picture of it so that you can decipher it later. Right. Like, okay. Uh... By the time I figure it out, I've missed my stop. I'm like in a different country. Um so they're putting together a meeting in the incident room, which I love, like the incident room. Oh, yeah. That's if I ever have kids, that's going to be the timeout <laughs> area is the incident room. Like we had our friend of the family who had a son who was like kind of special and he ate a basket of Twinkies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Which, by the way, a basket <laughs> of Twinkies. <laughs> It's just, it's, it's so it's, many Twinkies. <laughs> I've, ne- I've never seen a basket of Twinkies. Like, yeah. is that a gift basket from Hostess? Or? No, like, they went to Costco and, like, unloaded them into a basket. Oh, a basket. <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> and like that was forever known as the Twinkie incident. Sorry, Wags. <laughs> that was, but I mean, she should have known that eventually the kids would realize if you push a, a chair up to the refrigerator, you'd get the <laughs> Twinkie basket. They could only not know about the chair being, you know, height giving until. And did, did it have to. It- <laughs> unwrap each Twinkie. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, No, it wasn't just like raw Twinkies in a basket. <laughs> Although that would be probably a great way to a certain type of party, like a 420 party. I would hope to see a basket of Twinkies. <laughs> yes. my I have a friend who worked for Nickelodeon Magazine, and, and she visited the Twinkie factory uh-huh. for... Uh, <laughs> as part of the and she said it was like 110 degrees yeah like and just sticky like everywhere sticky and then you know everybody was in you know whites and everything but at the very end they give you like this piping hot twinkie that oh but completely unappetizing do you want to know how old the guy who invented twinkies was when he died yeah 72 (laughs) (laughs) i will never forget that it's like one of those things (laughs) It's just part of me. I've never even had a Twinkie. I've never had a Twinkie in my life. It's something I hold. I've never really been. I went went to one Walmart when I was like two years ago because my cousins made me because I had never been. But I had never had a Twinkie. And I was like, these are the things I'm holding out on in life. Like I can. I've never seen Star Wars. Never had a Twinkie. Never been to Walmart. I hold these things (laughs) with great pride. But for some reason, I read a book uh, when I was a kid that had like. It talked about all these people that invented food, and I found and out how the old guy, they were when they died. <laughs> invented Twinkies, died when he was seventy-two. That now that I'm older, they would say like he ate a Twinkie. He Twinkies can't be that bad for you. He died when he was seventy-two, and he ate a Twinkie every day till he died. Now that I'm older, I'm like seventy-two is not that old. It's not like that's chump change when you're talking about like a long life. However, this was back in the day, so yeah, seventy-two. My, is more. my granddad was ninety-four. Right, when he died, so. exactly. Like now, now that I think about my grandmother died when she was seventy-seven, I'm like, shit. I'm mm. like, that's not that great. Yeah. But she had a lot of cancer. Yeah. She beat the Twinkie guy <laughs> by five years. So that's. She had a leg up on the Twinkie guy. But yeah, I'll never forget that for some reason. Now I won't either. So that's 72. pretty. It's part of you now. <laughs> it's, once you learn it, you can't. So they're putting together this incident room, whatever. They found six unused bullet casings yes. on the floor, which I did not. Painted black. I thought it was weird. When they dropped the bullets on the floor, but I also don't know about guns, so I thought those maybe were shell casings. Well, it went to the, yeah, unused. It was an odd phrase, unused right. bullet casings, like right. uh, meaning they weren't used for the crime, or or like where, you, where are you going to go get just like, like raw ju- bullets? I just want some casings. Right, Can I get the casings. I don't want the gunpowder, the lead, or any of the you know. I don't want the shells. I just want some casings to you make could a probably little. Probably pick them up somewhere on the ground, like in a certain neighborhood. Oh like, sure, but they're used. The oh right. See what right, I'm saying? Right. Like uh, like. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, Unused, yeah, he has to go to the bullet factory for that. <laughs> you have to go straight to the bullet factory, say, before you put the stuff in there. I need, six, let's see, I need six for the first. I, I'm going to need 12 unused yeah. casings, please. That's like going to Subway to buy bread. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Um, so at the end of this, this to me was the most realistic line in the movie was like, she's like giving him the breakdown. She's like, six unused bullet cases. And then she walks away and she goes, happy 4th of July. And I was like, that is so real. Like, that is exactly the people do that. They'll be like, 
Oh, I got so much work yeah. to do, and then I got locked out of my apartment. Happy St. Patrick's Day! Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People do that all the time, and like now that I think about it, it's just. I don't know if that's made holidays more special or just, or what it's done, what it has done to the way that we speak. But happy 4th of July was the most realistic it, thing I thought. Absolutely. It was a pure elevator moment. Like yeah. you, you're like, you're with a couple coworkers that you don't know that well <laughs> and you're waiting for it to get down to the ground floor. And it's like, you know, oh, I left my umbrella upstairs, you know, <laughs> happy Friday. <laughs> It was exact. That's exactly what it was. It was very Kathy comic, very just like. And I'm like, you know, they. You just said 14 people died, like, or 17 people dead, 14 wounded, and some of those won't even make it. Like that was the other thing. Some won't make it. So, like, yeah. And then, well, like, shouldn't you be at the hospital? Like, you know, maybe you should be at the hospital offering a helping hand if mm-hmm, you're, if you know they're mm-hmm. not going to make it. Yeah. Um, I liked when she walked in and was like. All right, listen up, everyone. The shooter was black, white, Asian, tall, short, fat, thin, clean-shaven with a beard. Basically, we've got nothing to go on. Right. <laughs> and it was just like, that's not something you hear right, in an elevator. Right. It, it, was, it was crazy. <laughs> and we can't forget that this is, I love this, is that a guy calls, um, he calls the, the receptionist office, I think, at the FBI. At the, or, or possibly City Hall. Because, City Hall. Oh, yeah, City Hall. Yeah, yeah. But you're talking about the you-finding envelope in front of building call? He, he, the, oh, no, the Russian guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So the, there's a guy with a bad accent who calls. Uh, okay, so there's a middle guy. And he decides to play a recording of a Russian guy with a really bad accent, like leaving a list of demands. And the way that he does this is by holding two burner phones up to each other in a public park. (laughs) Because (laughs) burner phones have such great sound. And the only way to get noise across them better would be while moving in a park on another burner phone. I, I (laughs) I have exactly written down... That is crystal clear audio for a device <laughs> held three inches away from a cell phone while walking down the sidewalk. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> and it's just um, like, yeah. So clear. I have a clip for us. It might be a little bit of your um, white, black, well, mustache. No. She, she does it much better. So. Yeah. All right. Listen up, everyone. Shooter was black, white, Asian, tall, short, fat, thin, clean-shaven with a beard. Basically, we've got nothing to go on except these shell casings he left behind and a call he made to City Hall about the killings. The call to the mayor was a recorded voice, and it wasn't long enough to trace. Excuse me. This is what we found inside the vending machine at City Hall. You the uh, police liaison I asked the mayor for? Yeah, Officer Len Hardy, Washington PD. Look, anything you need from the city, emergency services, I'll be on point. Thanks. All right, here it is. Listen up, everyone. The end is night. The digger is loose, and there is no way to stop him. The digger? He will kill again at 12 each day for the next two days. I'm wanting $20 million in cash, which he will put into a bag and leave it two miles south of Route 66, on the west side of the Beltway, in the middle of the field. Pay to me the money by 1,200 hours tomorrow. Only I am knowing how to stop the digger. If you apprehend me, he will keep killing. If you kill me, he will keep killing. So now we're dealing with two guys and we've got less than 24 hours to find him. Wow. Mm. That is exactly what I'm about. 
I love movies. This episode is sponsored by Book of the Month. I've been subscribed to Book of the Month for three months now, and I'm obsessed. If you're a big reader or maybe even a lapsed big reader who's been wanting to get back into it regularly, consider checking it out. Book of the Month, they read like hundreds of books every month from new and emerging authors, and they whittled on the list to just the very best. They provide you a diverse little selection of hardcover fiction to pick from, which is an element of it that I really love. I can find going into the bookstore to be super overwhelming, and when I know I have about a dozen really solid options to choose from, it makes the decision way easier. Plus, it's cheaper than other options, shipping is always free, and there's a loyalty program with rewards and even lower prices if you choose to stick around. There's an app where you can pick your upcoming books and track the progress of your reading, and there are challenges on there with rewards. Your book arrives in a super aesthetically pleasing box, by the way. That's the kind of touch that I always really appreciate. Personally, I read at my own pace. Sometimes I can only get to one of my two books a month, and I keep the ones I haven't read yet on my windowsill right next to my bed so I can just see them all there. It inspires me to pick one up and read. It's nice to have options in front of you. If you're interested in trying it out, you can get your first book for $5 with code pastel at bookofthemonth.com. That's code pastel at bookofthemonth.com. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. 
It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. like this so much yeah i mean it's just like we've got a hard you've got me we have a hard deadline here so much so that i almost wasn't disturbed by a local police officer walking into an fbi meeting in the incident room no less which seems like it would be very top secret and just handing off a piece of paper not only a piece of paper like the the main piece of evidence (laughs) from a and and then saying you know i'm are you the police liaison that I requested from the mayor's office? Yeah. Yes, Officer Lane. It sounds like he says Lane, but I yeah. since found out it was Len. Len. Right. Len Hardy. Right. Yeah. By the way, I didn't know her movie till, or I didn't know her name till we were an hour into the movie. So. Oh, you mean Margaret? Yeah, Margaret. Exactly. The big reveal. Yeah, she she reveals her name right. later on in the movie. I had no She's idea. No, Special Agent Lucas. You know. Right. I have I have some name concerns throughout all of this, but Na- name concerns. Yeah, I have name concerns. I I, I found it real very entertaining. Okay. Some okay. of it. Good. Okay. Good. Um, so, oh, so he gives her the piece of paper and then he's like, if you need anything, let me know. And it's like, yeah, fuck. Like you work for, (laughs) you work for the local police. Like I'm pretty sure the FBI is comfortable asking you if they need anything. Like she'll break you. Secondly, the digger, not a great name. Not a big fan of the digger, especially in a handwriting analysis movie. I just felt really fucking uncomfortable the entire time terrible name and and her reaction to it was was the you know da, 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 the digger <laughs> like that was like yeah i agree like right just the worst the worst then then later on we got the boatman like terrible names for killers really bad and the boatman in particular is just rough so it's uh 215 now um so we see the guy who planted the newspaper which is what held the ransom note um, he's taken out by a truck and yeah. we see this, we basically see this through the reaction of a woman on her cell yeah. phone at the bus stop. We don't see the actual impact. We just see a woman who seems way too happy to see this stranger at first. And then all of a sudden her bright smile turns into a frown as he, as we find out is taken out by a truck. Yeah. Like it's, it's literally like a seven second shot of her. Like, right. it, like it's like. Like, this is what we're going to... I was like, I can't wait to find out what's going on with her at home. Mm-hmm. Like, what her deal mm-hmm. is. When we catch up with her later at the trauma center for, like, having seen this. <laughs> no, we'll never... Room. Yeah, she's going to be... Yeah, we'll never see her again. So, um, a guy is at home. He calls to Bobby, who I now know is Robbie. But he was calling him Bobby, I think, in this. And this guy is... We're going to find out his name is Parker Kincaid. However, I was under the impression for this like a while that his name was Robert Kincaid, and I don't know why I thought that. Wow, yeah, I, I mean, Robbie and Shannon are his kids, right? Um, but his first line is, "Hey guys, can you stop leaving marzipan in my study?" I thought the kids literally ate marzipan. That's what I and, and I, I was, was like, what kind of lame? Kids? I was <laughs> praying that there was real marzipan, <laughs> like there was just like some little marzipan, half-eaten like marzipan elephants, or you know, in the in the like on his desk. Right. That which would have just that would have made the whole movie worth it for me. Like, what the 
Is there like, anything grosser than Mars Pit? No. True it, question. I've, I've been tricked into it like twice as a kid. <laughs> right. Where I was just like, oh, we're at the sweet shop. Right. Oh, I want this. It looks like a little <laughs> rabbit. Or I want, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it tastes like garbage. Like, yeah. it's, it's It's almost worse than... Um, than carob. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. It's really yeah. bad. It's it's kind of licorice from what I remember. Or all, like that almond it's almond, extract. It's almond yeah, meal it's and sick. sugar. Dude, gross. <laughs> There's the nothing worst. worse than marzipan. But marzipan is the name of their gerbil. Their whatever. They Hamster never. They something. never. I just wrote a rodent. They never give it a, a like a species. No, they never say any. Like they never identify it. You only see it twice. Once when it's furiously running yeah. in its wheel. And they also never gender identify it. I don't know if you noticed that Bobby calls it it the whole time. And I was like, I like that they're not gendering marzipan. Yeah. But also it seems really impersonal. Like I gender everything. Yeah. You know? Me too. All my blankets have like, you know, everything Mm -hmm. has a name Mm -hmm. in a... a yeah. <laughs> Alleged sexual preference or whatever. Um, <laughs> so this guy kind of, I wrote, this guy looks like Bill Hader. I just wrote that. I don't, I mean, he probably. I can, I can see that. You could kind of see yeah, that. At the same definitely. time, I didn't realize he's shades from that thing you do. So I didn't, you know, I didn't know. Yeah. But he's yeah. looking at a document that basically is Thomas Jefferson copying in print to having a child with Sally Hemings, which would mean that's that's the black woman he had a child with, right? That they have yes. covered up for the, years. The slave. Right. Who, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that's like an important piece of paper that he's allegedly like, I love it when people are just like tooling around with like priceless documents or things when people are like national treasure is just like, yeah. this would never, this is insane. Like, it's in my backpack now. <laughs> yeah. Like every, you guys need to get it the fuck together. Like, are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> So we learn that he's a document examiner. I wrote Robert Kincaid. Um, the daughter comes down. She's like, Mars pants missing, blah, blah, blah. Um, they're talking about just paper and the importance of it. And if this document's real, it's worth a lot of money. Uh, the daughter says that you can't touch paper because oil in the skin can cause a chemical reaction with the paper and damage it, which sounds like it's going to come back later, but it doesn't. <laughs> no, it's, it's almost like um, it's, a, it's a real turnaround because because he's like and why does it and what what yeah. can it do to the paper and he thought it was going to be a skin oil movie <laughs> well you thought well there's this is yeah like you said like it's gonna be evidence later but i think what it's supposed to be doing is showing us that he's a good father because oh. this, is a, this is a custody uh, right so they learn there yeah that he's very inclusive with Thank his god work. she knows that for her real life like those are the things that make i don't have a dad but if i did <laughs> want to know stuff like this um, but I my just, dad was always quizzing me on paper really like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um this i wrote here the sweatshirt the girl's wearing is worth a decent amount of money i forget what brand makes it but i remember i had a t-shirt that was made by that company and it was quite pricey and i was like wow who's balling out now yeah, yeah. um so he says no matter how clever people think they are uh, they think they can be. It's my job to find out they're not or something. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. So yeah. a little boy comes down. He says he's there. He's watching outside. Robbie's scared of the boatman. So we learn that the boatman is this thing that's been, I mean, for, for, as far as we're concerned at this point, the boatman is the boogeyman. Like he's yeah. just some fictional guy that this kid's afraid of. The kid has a speech. I can't say boogeyman. What turns out is that the 
but who the boatman is, and we'll tell you later, is so much more terrifying. And the fact that this kid is dealing with this daily trauma is is actually quite sad. It really just I don't know how anyone could move past the fact that this kid is in so much trauma. Yeah, no, absolutely. And they, they but you know, and he's like, now what do we do when we think we see the boatman? Yeah, which I guess. I ultimately, like I'm sure it's like, are you kind of diminishing the the trauma when you you know when we think we see him because the kid? I mean, we find out later that it, he's not, he can't see the boatman right, at right. that point. But like, it's very real to the kid. But then he's like, you know, you get your sword and your shield, and yeah. they mime this whole they have this kind of pantomime where they're putting on this all this. Armor. It's also just kind of like softening, you know, like if you've see or feel danger call the police or like tell an adult and call 911 like that's also like instead of getting your sword and your shield right the kids like drunk outside of a bar in college getting mugged (laughs) hey kid get in the car hold on i've got my sword and my shield It's like not a lot of preparedness for actual life. It's like, you know, life will throw you curveballs, as we'll find out. Yes. So at the FBI, they're arranging the money drop, and there's nowhere to do the money drop without, uh, without like, cops being seen. So they wind up putting copper wiring in the bag so that it can be – so it, like, works as an antenna. And in case he drops – the uh, copper wire, or if Casey drops the bag, they put dummy cash in there that has wire transmitters. And I just feel like that sounds really heavy. Like that sounds. I mean, cash is heavy. It's definitely cash is heavy. heavy. But yeah. if you know you were to put a wire transmitter, and what by the way, it looked like the entire bundle of money was fake. Like they cut through the entire bundle of money, and there it, was like, a square, like a square, and it had like little, it almost looked like the little lights it's running. Like a hollowed out book. Yeah, 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 and. Uh, apparently they only did that in the stacks of ones and i was like if we're dealing with this sort of cash why is there bundles of ones in did there they say ones? <laughs> <laughs> only the rolls of quarters and nickels have the transmitters in them <laughs> i was like what are they scraping the chase jar over at the fbi to get this thing together we're gonna put it on a dolly in the middle of the field because <laughs> he'll never be able to carry it <laughs> so um they find uh the phone recording of, on the dead man downtown um they're in bigger trouble now because the guy who was in between is dead now that they only have um the taped recording the dead man now they only have the tape recording the dead man in the letter um and i said this is a wild conclusion to jump to like there has to be more evidence out there she's like this is all we have and i'm like you could no you can make a lot out of this also like Send the recording to, like, some sort of audio FBI thing or whatever. There's a lot to be done here. Yeah, I mean, it's like, then they got to go track down the, the audio specialist who's also quit the force because of a different right. killer. <laughs> it's like they, like, we got the handwriting. I would just it. say, like, the incompetent fucks on SVU could probably figure this out faster. And, like, those cops are pretty fucking incompetent. Now that I've been really watching with my watching eyes and listening with my listening oh, ears, wow. they really, SVU, those are not... Those are not good police officers at all. 
<laughs> it's been a while. I mean, I've seen plenty of SVU, and I never, uh, I've, I haven't really taken a critical eye to it. If like I, I, I go should. back, I went back and like watched the first seasons, and like I've gone from Elliot Stabler being my hero to being like that fucking homophobic asshole. Like I'm like. This does not hold up. Like the way that he would throw the T word around and like it just was like really I'm like for sex worker or like for, you know, sex police, you sure have like no compassion whatsoever Mm -hmm. for people in the field of sex work. Like Mm -hmm. it's just it doesn't hold up. Mm -mm. And Elliot Stabler in particular, he's a violent, violent Irishman um, (laughs) who's like pushes his religion on people. It's a lot. So let's just play this because this is great. They they decided, like, oh, I have the guy. And so they cut to the blonde girl. and What's the blonde lady? What's her name again? Uh, Luke, Ancient Lucas. Lucas and her boss, who's like this incompetent fuck as well, parked outside yes. of his house a mere 30 feet. And I'm like, did you just drive her here in silence and then say, okay, so here's who this is. And he doesn't recognize his own... <laughs> It's his ex-partner in a car, and he's playing ball with his kids in the background of the shot. I would say, like, not only would I be upset, I'd feel betrayed. I would feel there'd be a lot going on here for me if I was like, you've been sitting across, like, watching me and my kids. You're in my driveway having a conversation about me while I, I play soccer it's it's really chilling because also just like the i don't know no respect for this man whatsoever there's this guy barker kincaid he ran the document examination department until two years ago guy's a legend used to call him the puzzle master why do you resign personal reasons it's complicated we don't have time for complications. Find me somebody else. Yeah, this guy's the best. He's going to give us the edge to stop that son of a bitch from killing somebody tomorrow. Hey, be nice to your brother. Be nice. Go pass it. Hey, I got to go talk to these people, okay? Look, whatever this is about, Cage. I assume you saw the news today about the shooting in the train station? Uh, like you to meet my boss, Margaret Lucas. I can see your shoulder holster. You know I can't have guns around my kids, especially my son. I'm sorry. I hardly ever watch the news. Seven dead, a bunch more in the hospital. The shooter's primed to kill again tomorrow. The only person who can stop him is dead. The only clue we have is this. I resign. Sorry. You're going to have to get somebody else. Sorry, maybe I didn't make myself clear. We need your expertise on the only physical clue we have in order to stop another massacre. Look, Parker, I'm sorry. I know you want to make a clean break from law enforcement. Look, I have to get back to my kids. I can't do anything for you. Mr. Kincaid, I'm sure you have your reasons. I do. Really good ones. I just can't be involved. That is a terrible thing that happened. I hope you get a break, but it can't be through me. Look, Parker, we go back a long way. and I wouldn't be here if we didn't really need you. Can we work something out? You know what happened, Cage. You know I have my reasons. Yeah, okay. I just thought it was worth a shot. Buddy. No deal. All right, we got 20 hours left. Get me back to the office. Look, I'm sorry. This was a waste of time. We'll see. 
blackmail Is she him? checking him out? Is she going to oh. blackmail him? <laughs> or like, we'll see. We'll I'm see. I'm going to kidnap his son and then... And then he'll do it. Because for <laughs> listeners at home, there's an inexplicable shot of the father and son holding hands as they walk down the driveway, which in and of itself is kind of weird given the moment that just happened. I mean, like, yeah, this yeah. whole thing is so bizarre. The way that he turns around outside of the car and is like, hold on, I'm going to, oh, it just is, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. The way he says, especially around my son, makes me think that his son has like a history of mass shooting himself. Like, this is the way that you talk about, like, your weird stepson that yeah. you're, like... Let's talk about Kevin. Yeah, we, we need to talk about... Exactly. Like, that is exactly what that is. Like, we keep it in the safe. Like, it was very <laughs> scary. So, um, they cut when they cut in real tight, yeah, I said the hands saying, Okay, so we go to the FBI evidence locker, and they're putting a huge bag of money in there. Um, oh, yes. And Tom... Uh, I wrote Tom is so – oh, Tom. Uh, so Parker Kincaid is so in the minutia of raising these kids. I Like he has pre-made bagels for them out on the counter. And like just thinking of this like Mr. Mom routine where it's like he's out there playing soccer in the yard and like the next minute holding like incredibly rare historical documents that really could change history when you think about it. Yeah, absolutely. And also just buttering up some bagels for his kids. Yes, or later on like just – just getting some fruit salad together right, for right. the daughter. The fruit salad really got me. Um, so he's like, um, they were like, are you going to get mad at us if we don't? And he's like, nothing you could ever do would make me mad. And I was like, I would, I almost wouldn't want a parent to say that to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are you obsessed with me? Like every, everyone can get mad at someone. Yeah. Are you not human? Like yeah. what kind of like, uh, that's kind of sociopathic right, right? one exactly. of us is a sociopath because i don't feel that's why you couldn't make me mad is because i don't really feel so i also don't love you but you can never make me mad <laughs> exactly so the daughter gets up to feed marzipan there's so much heat on marzipan then next day we see i wrote there's a beautiful woman on the steps so it's mom and mom actually she does not look like their mom like she just looks like she came from – she walked off Melrose Place into this sleepy neighborhood. A- absolutely. Like she could be like, you know, lost. And right. And like, like I'm looking for her. I wrote here, so the mom's not dead like I had hoped, which is like a really <laughs> – I didn't even like mean for that to be – I don't even know why I wrote that. I think that was just a genuine moment. Well, sure. It's like a plot point of, you right. know, like you think, oh. Oh, so the mom must be dead. Well, because like why else would this sad man be tinkering around all day with his kids? Like he must be living off a fat life insurance policy. Yeah. Um, not the dark truth that we will discover. Um, I think it would have made it better if she'd been – well, with the whole custody thing. Is, but but if she had been dead, it would have added a lot to his character. Like I mean it could his, have even been like her mother. letters. And, yeah. Like it could have been like her exactly. mother coming in to be like, I'm going to take the kids or something. You're a creepy widow, widower you yeah. know, with your documents and your – You're projecting too much onto these kids. Like they're around you too much. It just feels really sad, which is the truth. Yeah. So – Mom has been uh, away on a vacation. She's With like, Jerry. Jerry is waiting for her in the car. Uh, Jerry, a very hungry man, um, as we will learn later. <laughs> yes. um, she says she has to go get the dogs. They've been in the cage at the kennel all week, which like just made me so sad. Yeah. Like, I was like, maybe never want to go on vacation. Because, like, you know, Wags doesn't go to a kennel, but he has. 
Uh, I usually have a friend come here, but he's got no kettle. But like in my mind, and again, this could just be me placating myself. He's not like locked in a cage all day. He's like out doing his thing. Yeah, with his he's, buds. he's out. You it's know, like he's on vacation too. Yeah, he's on vacation with his friends. Yeah, he doesn't have friends though. I know him. His it, best friend is my cleaning lady. It's really his only friend. <laughs> I tell her that every week. I say, you're Wag's best friend, Martha. <laughs> and I don't know if she believes me, but I'm like, no, really. You're... <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've tried to drive her how much she means to... <laughs> she doesn't even clean anymore. She just comes <laughs> over and sits She's so with cute She always looks at Wags and goes, What happened? <laughs> And I'm like, he's never going to tell you. I'm, I'm crying for some reason. It's so cute. But she always goes, Wags, what happened? Um, so, so, yeah, she's like, Parker, walk me to the car. So he's like, you look good. Uh, Jerry's a lucky guy. She's like, you're just saying that. He's like, no, I mean it. And he's like, well, I wish you wouldn't have said that because now it makes what I have to do that much more difficult. I could have had the process server do this after the hallway. So he gives her a motion. To, she gives him a motion to modify the custody agreement, which is just that's like my that's how my mom would have let that roll out. Like, let me like let me have like a good moment and then be like, well, you know what? Boom. Like that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. just like fucking. Laid Five, it down. Four, three. <laughs> yeah. He had your window. Yeah, yeah. Like, let me turn that smile into a frown. <laughs> so, uh, she said she doesn't want to be a part-time mother anymore. She's sober now. Um, she wants to be in the home with the mom and dad. She um, wants her turn with them. He's had yeah. them for two years, which is not how parenting works. No, so. especially if you have addiction issues. Right. I yeah. also was like. I'm not clear on, like, your sobriety. Like, how long have you been there? What's Jerry like? Like, you're not even supposed to be dating for your first year of sobriety. How long have you known this man you're marrying in the fall? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Probably quick to run into, th- which we'll find out she's quick to back out of things, too. But he's on the phone. Um, oh, Shannon over here is a little bit of this, which is important. Shannon is annoying. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's a, yes. She's I, really. She really is annoying. It, it, that's what sucks about that phase of life is that even if you're like perfectly lovely, like you're just annoying. Like you're a nuisance and you can't be helped. And like, you know, between nine and 12, like your wallpaper, like you're just annoying. Like, yeah, I mean, and Ro- Robbie is, you know, is very sensitive <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, and like it's I get it. I was a sensitive kid and I had an older sister and. And I'm, you know, she was well intentioned. She she was great. I mean, she was mothered me in many ways. But like she she, but like, so I mean, my first impulse was to just you know, kind of scoff at Robbie. But I I, I get it. Right. And he's been he's been through a very traumatic incident. Robbie's young. You but know. but they are. But it's just there are some moments which we'll get to, which is just like Shannon uh, is just. Come on. So in a moment of stress, he goes outside and cuts down that tree that the boatman was hiding under earlier. <laughs> yes. But, well, so we meet his attorney, Penny, uh, who who he, he's going to straighten things out. But then, then um, uh, yeah, his son is having trouble sleeping. Yeah. So he goes, uh, he, he goes and sits with him and he says, go to sleep. 
I'll sit right here, which <clears throat> the the way he says it is almost it's, it's uncomfortable and it doesn't it to me like I just remember being at a slumber party for a childhood friend's slumber birthday party yeah. one time and we were all a little we were a little rambunctious a little late and the dad came down and he said I'm going to sit here until you fall asleep. Right. So the dad sat on the couch in the dark while we <laughs> well and it was the is there anything weirder than someone else's dad? Someone else's dad sitting in the no. dark, like, and it wasn't. I think that I, happened at. Our, I think that happened at one of our things too, and it was like. <laughs> and it's not like it wasn't. Um, it wasn't c- creepy in like some you know cliched creepy way. It was just kind of like it was unsettling to have an adult sitting in the dark, right? While you're, trying to sleep and you're a kid with energy and right. having giggling around and stuff. And then it's just like, Oh, this is, it's a, this is not, it's a punishment. It, it is definitely a punishment. It's a punishment. It's like, it's like, Oh, you had fed tonight. And just to make sure that like, you don't get into any, like your fun is over and I'm going to stay here until it's really over and you're asleep. Yeah. And I mean, I, I suppose I could try to empathize with the dad, but like, to like go and sit in it's a room. It's because they don't want any little rascals like getting up and like also you know there's a liability. One of you goes in the kitchen, tries to make a snack with yeah, a knife. Yeah, you so know? we want to make popcorn over the burner, you right? Know, whatever. <laughs> right. I, you and I grew up the same way, making popcorn on the stove. Yeah. None of that microwave shit. Okay, that's no. You can crazy. do it all with a saucepan. <laughs> I don't. I don't even have a microwave in here. I don't want to die. So mm, yeah, I can't say the same, but I know my I have one in the garage. Um, <laughs> I figure the rates don't go up. Yes, that's yes. my that's my thinking. Um, so we see a guy in the dark oh, eating out of a canteen. He, oh, sorry. oh, wait, oh, wait, quickly. Ahead, sorry. So sorry. He so he says, he says I'm going to sit here till you fall asleep, and then immediately they cut oh. to him in the dark. In the dead of night in the backyard cutting a tree down <laughs> that he told the kid earlier, like, I'll cut the creepy tree down. Don't worry. Right. And so he picks the dead of night to, like, cut it down. Like, and you think maybe the child could help, like, be there, be a part of the right. cutting down the tree. It might help, you know, but. That's know. why I really like he stress cuts. It. Like, yes, like, totally. Like, like you said, just stress like, cutting just, it like, down like, in the dark. Like, he looked like he was, I was like, damn, like, you're, like, you need to join a boxing gym. Um <laughs> So we see a bad dude in the dark. He's eating out of canteen, which. Oh, this is a Flintstones moment. Yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, was yeah. that what the slurping sound was? Yes. Yes. It was a, some kind of super. Like, okay. So his mouth wasn't moving, but it was like, like, it was a noise that I was like, is that the TV? Like, what is that? Was that Dino or was that? Man. That's a good qu- Maybe it was Dino because Fred was like, get off the table, Dino. Like, oh. are, I think I, maybe Dino ate the the Brontosaurus burger or something. Oh, my God. I was like, did they just like put in like eating noises, which are entirely <laughs> unnecessary? <laughs> with, with, it's leaning over his thermos. But he was eating some kind of a soup, soupy thing. It I looked think. like beans. Was it I assumed it, <laughs> it was. was. I, I think I've got a false memory going on in my head. I also there. just go to like a place where I'm like, oh, if you're eating out of a canteen, you're eating like hobo food, like you made <laughs> on the on the engine of your car, you know. Um, well, yeah. we see the doy, uh, the dude's lair. This is the other thing. Wherever he's staying, I said it's fucking huge. 
huge. Like, I Airbnb'd a place when I went to the Women's March in, in D.C., and it was basically like a New York apartment. And I was like, they don't have places like that in D.C. I was like, this is the biggest place I have ever seen in my life. I, I said the same thing, and I said that, like, I... I would love to live. I would like to live there. Yeah. Like it was, you could make <laughs> like it roomy cute. and like, it was not like, okay. There's, so there's like three mannequin parts and an old fan, right. but like, it was not, um, it's one of those places that goes for like 20 million at Tribeca. Yeah. You know what I absolutely. mean? It was industrial for sure, but really yeah. good looking. So, um, then we see, um, a woman on the news who's describing the panic at the train station, um, and it sounds really harrowing, but she also, like, I just wrote, like, a verse. She's like, the shots keep coming. We kept running, and then we were running, and then they were shooting, and we ran and ran and ran, but they were shooting. <laughs> like, she just kept, which, by the way, like, I don't want to critique a woman in crisis, and, like, if this was real, I wouldn't, but, like, she really used the same three words over and over and over again. Yes. Which, I mean, I guess to me, I was just like, you probably wouldn't do much better. But Well, if you were in shock, uh, but, but then but I couldn't get a sense. The chronology is so strange in this film, even right. though it's not. It's just three days. But for some reason, it seemed like, like especially, yeah, I was just like, where. Is this an old interview? Because like, right. it seemed like they're interviewing her on the scene. Like it was, like, not, yeah. Like, and but it's it was already like nine like, eleven footage. So they played it over and yeah. over again. Um, but that said, you know, you say like the timelines must have, and it's only three days. But at the same time, it does feel like three months. Like yeah. it could, it could easily be like the kid. If the kids grew a foot, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he's looking over the custody custody agreement. Um, it's. And then I wrote, it's pretty obvious that he's going to step up and take the case. So 7.50 in the morning on July 3rd, it's day three. Is that right? No. It's day two. It must be day two. It's even day though, two. Yes, I don't know we, why I wrote day he three. He cut the tree down right. in the night. It's day two. And they're there because the guy's going to kill once a day, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, a guy comes in and says to um, Margaret, and her name is going to be, security just called about some guy you were expecting. Um which I loved because it's like security called about some guy you were expecting. So I was like, is he, is he the one who said she was expecting me or is he's like, she'll expect me or like, I didn't know how this, it was such a weird. Yes. It was, it was almost cause then, then they, then it's like, she's like, I knew you would come. Right. So it's almost like that, like he showed up and like, like the Manchurian candidate just like found himself well, I, suddenly there and like, right. you know, yeah, it was an odd, um, but, but imagine having like the, um, self, like just like feeling so like feeling so confident in yourself that you'd be like, you know what? I'm at the FBI. I'll just call this name down just in case, because I feel like he's going to show up. Absolutely. Like you don't That's just hastily is. put names down. Like <laughs> any, any guy who sees Parker Kincaid on the, you like, could pull like a Ferris Bueller and be like, you know, Oh, that's me on the, I'm Parker Kincaid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why well, just like any other day of the week where she's like, I think a guy named Richard might come by today. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> just, just like, <laughs> I have a feeling. Um, so she tells him that the document is almost ready to go. Um, 
She says that she saw how important his kids were to him, so she knew he'd feel compelled to help. And they mentioned on the news report about two orphans. Right. Yeah, two kids were orphaned, and it's like, oh. You know, so he fucking the... unloads on her all of a sudden about how no one can know he works there. Yeah, like, he, in order to maintain custody of his kids, he has to work anonymously. Right, and I'm like, there's... This is like, this is, he's doing the malls version that I would do where it's like all of a sudden I'm telling someone my life story, like where I'm being like, oh, my boyfriend and I got into a fight and now I'm moving out. Where like really what I could say is just, you know, I'm not going to make it into work today. You know what I mean? But I have to do the malls version. He's doing the malls version yes. where all he really needs to say is it's important for my family that no one knows I'm out here. Like, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't need to know about the custody. And then the boatman the showed up. And then the- <laughs> my wife was drinking too much. It was just a mess. She'd come home. She was pissing her pants on the rug. My kids. <laughs> Replaced the rug twice. The first time they didn't lay it down properly. And then. <laughs> The price of the rug cleaning alone was cheaper than divorcing her. Okay. So, and then there's Jeff, who's always hungry. The grocery bill alone. I'm paying alimony. I've retired. Um, It's just, it's so crazy. So, she says that unless the guy is uh, called off, he's going to keep killing. Great. We find out that it, uh, Kincaid's uh, coffee orders a triple espresso with a with, shot of half and half. Yes. Yeah. I, I have that right here. Cage remembers Parker's old coffee preference. He's in love with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, by the way, Cage is like a precocious PA. Have you noticed that? Like, he's always bringing coffee in, like, always making suggestions that are like, hey, I don't want to, like, overstep anything, but, like, maybe we should do, I have a GoPro in my car. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's really just like, are you, you're allowed to help, dude. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I don't know who does get the coffee for the FBI. Like, it isn't, you're right, it isn't a set. They're, I don't know you, why I'm saying you're right, but, like, it isn't a set. It's not like they're going to be like, oh, get the coffee boy to go get coffee, or there's, like, an intern that's going to go run the errand. But, like, it is weird to watch, like, a high-powered FBI agent in the middle of, like, a shooting spree sort of situation come in with a stack of coffees. Yes. Um, that's basically my order, by the way, but at 2% instead of half and half. Oh, I love me some half and half. Oh, you do? Yeah. Too heavy yeah. for me. Yeah. Tastes like pudding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah i can i mean i can see that i but it just cuts it the right way for me i don't know but uh yeah yeah um okay so i wrote that i love um fbi like identification estimates like i love it when they're like profiling someone that's my shit so i want to play all this here this is 2157 to 2425 analysis and notes suggest that the writer was foreign born been in the country two or three years Poorly educated, at most the equivalent of two years high school, probable IQ, 100, plus or minus 10 points. Yeah, textbook analysis, very impressive, very thorough, and completely wrong. This guy's not a foreigner. He's been living here for years. He's well-educated, and his IQ is near genius level. Let's take a look at the words on the page. Let's see here. Um, One might misspeak and say the end is night, but you wouldn't write it. Not unless you wanted to throw people off the scent. The same thing with I am knowing. Sounds foreign. Yeah, sounds fake. Sounds like he wants us to believe he's foreign. Okay, if he's not from the U.S., though, why would he write 1,200 hours? He did that once, but then here he writes 12. If he's so smart, what about the spelling errors? Oh, uh, you mean there instead of there? Well, most people would make that mistake. 
if they were keyboarding at high speed, but it's much rarer in handwriting. Unless you wanted people to think you were dumb. Does the letter give us anything? Uh, gives us the devil's teardrop. The what? Devil's teardrop. Yeah, I remember that case. It was a serial killer. He left notes on the victim's body. He did what the writer here does. Places a dot above his lowercase eyes and makes a small tail upwards. Could it be the same guy? That guy was beaten to death in his cell years ago. Okay, you've shot down every theory about who this guy was, so do you have your own theory? Not yet. Come on, the letter's got to give you something about him. What his state of mind was, what he was likely to have planned next. I'm a scientist, not a fortune teller. Well, you said he was smart. Yeah, well, IQ is measurable. It's a metric. I can tell you he's smart, but I can't tell you what he's going to do next. I can't tell you anything about his character. The guy is a psychopath. You can't tell anything from his handwriting. Come on. Anybody who says that they can analyze personality from handwriting alone is lying. It's like reading tarot cards and tea leaves. I mean, it's, it's bogus. People make a living doing it. Yeah, people make a living writing horoscopes. It's got just as much to do with reality. Chief? I'm going to have to use the document lab if I'm going to analyze this further. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think her sign is? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's definitely a water sign reaction. I'll yeah, tell you that. Yeah. Um, beat to death in his cell. I laughed too. Uh, <laughs> you told me while that clip was played that that was one of your favorite. It, I mean, it was just so. Uh, just matter of fact. Matter of fact and specific. And there's another matter of fact moment that's coming up soon that uh, also made me laugh. Um, I, what I also loved here is like how unfucking true. A lot of the stuff he said was like the end is I struggle daily with how many people say nip it in the butt instead of nip it in. And people will argue with you. Like I've been in chat. I mean, listen, I'm a child of the message board generation. So like, and I'm a loser. So like, I'm very, very, very well familiar with like what people think is the right thing to say. Flush it out instead of flesh it out. Yeah. Oh, oh, flesh it out is, is another, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, that is not, it's flesh it out, bitch. I I will. And have you ever heard the one where you say you like, you say you've got another thing coming. People think it's you've got another think coming. No. Yeah, you think that? Well, you've got another think coming. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and I had someone like argue with argue with me until I thought blood was going to pour out of my fucking eyes. <laughs> and I was like, You've got another <laughs> think coming? And they're like, Well yeah, and you say you think that. Well you've got another like you thought that, so you've got another think coming. And so, the, first wow. of all, the end is night. I think that there is absolutely some moron out there that would write that. There's probably yeah. some moron writing that right now, like <laughs> in a very serious threat, too. Um, <laughs> and then there and there and there are. The keyboard doesn't make a difference when you don't know the. If you don't difference know the difference, you things. don't know the difference. Yeah, it's yeah. just the truth. It's like if, a keyboard would probably. Well, whatever, but yeah, if, yeah, a keyboard would probably if it if it had it would probably autocorrect if it had a better yes. sense of what you were writing exactly. Yeah. But then, but then, but this is on the page, so I guess yeah. But, but that said, either way, all of this said, those are both things that I'm like, have you? I mean, yes, like let's say for the sake of this movie, because we know the truth. This man is a sophisticated guy. That's like he's coming from the top down. But like, this is just a. Uh, 
It's not true. Sorry, Kincaid. I'm going to poke a hole in your whole fucking operation. Yeah, listen. If he can poke a hole in their first theory completely, like, very well uh, researched, very thorough, and wrong. Yeah. Then I think, uh, yeah. Prediction. You are going to be thinking about another thing coming at some point in your near future. I think that's going to hit you in traffic or something at some point. You're going to yes, be like, wow, well, that's a, really depressing. It's 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 a classic case of overthinking right a, a, an expression about thinking right exactly you know? yeah um so we see the detective who just stormed off in, in the middle of this professional meeting that's highly sensitive and very serious in nature um she's crying over the sink and uh pulls a postcard from her pocket now i cry at work i'm that person i'm totally okay to be like emotional in front of people i'm really shocked that someone at the fbi level is walking out of a room to cry over a postcard at this point in the movie. I was genuinely thrown for a loop. Yeah, confused, because um, yeah. that's not the vibe you get from Margaret. No, yeah, no. Uh, we don't she, even know her first name. No, she's still point. Agent Lucas, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, he says, I'm a scientist, not a fortune teller. And right. then she storms out, and, and then she begins to sob, and then she pulls out the weathered postcard, which you, which has a fish, and it says, great catch right. on it. <laughs> um, Is that what it said? I never, yeah. I never picked up on it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then it's clearly, you know, she's been ha- it's been handled quite a bit. Right, and she right. looks at it and then puts it away, and we're like – and I can't help thinking – well, yes, I mean, obviously it does have something – I mean – there's handwriting on the postcard. Right. So you're like, oh, handwriting expert. I just started thinking like, oh, he's going to – I had a bunch of theories that I knew were way too complicated for I the film that we're dealing it with. I thought it was going to say like Taurus or something on the inside. <laughs> I honestly thought she was like opening up like some sort of like thing that had her horoscope. I don't know why. A I fortune went the, cookie. I really stayed there too. Like I tried to make it happen and it just wasn't <laughs> happening. So we go to Kincaid uh, analyzing the handwriting. And don't worry, this isn't one of the great handwriting moments. I would have pulled the audio for that if so. But he says there's no tremble in the handwriting, that the person that's doing the writing is going against years of muscle memory um, to make their handwriting untraceable, which I don't know if you've ever tried to write something and not your handwriting to see that if you, just in case you do decide to write like a I have I've note. I've um tried to disguise my handwriting just for jokey stuff. Right. And like with the write with the opposite hand or Oh, I've done it just in case like I ever have to write a ransom note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which why would I why would that come up? Like what would it, it would probably be like a cookie? Like what would I be <laughs> what would I be writing a ransom note for? But um anyway, she says You never know. This, yeah, either this person used their actual handwriting or they had ice in their veins. Uh he says that there's something under the surface. He says on the sheet of paper, um it indicates that he had written something else on the pad before this, much like uh the Ramsey um, ransom note. Yes, I was thinking of that a lot yes. during this movie. And that, and that, um, I can't now. I'm, I'm blanking on. I not. I'm blanking on what it's. What was under? Did they find out what was underneath? Um, they there was, was a practice version. Oh of, yes, of the, yeah, of what of a the small eventual... foreign faction, my friend. We're part of a small foreign faction. <laughs> Where would you even like come up with that? I mean, I know, yeah. I know how, but it's just crazy. No, but I w- don't. You ever wish that you could just have like exclusive video to a moment? Like, oh, a night in that house. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like just even if it's just the however long it took to write that note. What, do, even if it's just the ri- note writing part, yeah, like, just to. 
I, yeah. I do think that, like, that's my version of heaven is, like, one, like, every, like, reality show and documentary that I've ever, ever loved, just, like, hours of watching the raw footage, that's part of heaven. Yes. Like, part of heaven is, like, getting to find out who killed John Bonet, like, yeah. watching watching it happen. Like, that to me is heaven. And whenever people are like, oh, like, for me, like, heaven's, like, getting to watch back on every moment of your life. I'm like, I already lived that. It was fucking boring. Like, I usually wanted out at most moments. Like, <laughs> put me back in the real Housewives of New Jersey, that dinner with Danielle Staub. I want to see from the minute she sat down to the minute they left like that's what i want yeah, I, yeah. I love i mean when i was working as a logger in reality tv that was my oh um, i you i didn't i wasn't aware you did that yeah i did that for like clean house a reality show on style network i did it for a show called scrappers i oh, like i remember you remember scrappers <laughs> on Spike tv which by the way like so i love raw footage to the extent that like I think that shows are ruined by editing. Like, I actually really resent it. Like, when Scrappers hit TV and I saw, like, all the wipes they did and, like, the... I was just like, this is not my boys. Like, these are not my boys. Like, in Brooklyn, like, they were, like, you know, kind of serious-ass thugs. And, like, when it got boiled down to it, it's like, you know, it is Spike TV, so it was a little gritty. But it was... Yeah. Yeah. How, but how much raw footage? I mean, it depends on the show, but like how, so you were logging. Well, I'm a fast typer too. So I was like doing a, I was really like, I was really cooking with fire. Like I could get a lot done. I could get an hour done in probably three hours. Like get a lot done. Yeah. yeah. Um, the worst would be like B roll. So like for clean house, like. Which was basically like diet hoarders, I call it, because like it would just be like really honestly one of the saddest, most desperate situations you've ever seen in your life. And like Nisi Nash would come and be like, You have too much stuff, girl. And like that would be like, We're gonna get you a junk drawer. Right. And like it would just be like, This is like re- actually really serious. This is like, a mental, she's a really uh, bad mental health issue. Yeah. Like, the dad is codependent. Like the kids are being subjected to this. Like Clean House was really. Like, just, I don't know. It was like trading spaces, but with the saddest thing ever. So, um, but like when we would do B-roll, that was really brutal. Because I just had to be like, living room. Like, just pickup shot. Like, just like. Yeah, you know, and it would just be like shots of boxes. So you'd be like, and then sometimes you'd be like, purple vase. Like, because like sometimes they'd cut, they like, what turn, like they'd, um pan away from the purple vase and then come back to it and then they pan away again. Could you ever fast forward or you had to just um, leave it? No, because I, cause had I to had to... Well, usually by the time I was typing time codes and everything, like, it was just about the right pace. Like, with, with those things, yeah, I yeah. didn't... Um, I'm a fast enough typer that I could usually type dialogue at the speed it was being said. But the thing that slows you down is the time codes and yeah. um, typing who said what. So you'd be like, the names would slow you down. Yeah, yeah. But um, especially like... That's that's really quick. I mean, that's like... Pretty quick, yeah. I mean, I used to be a lot better. At, I mean, like, I used to be able to do like 80 words a minute, but I can't do that anymore. But I, I could do like effortlessly. Because I just, like, lived on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have a friend, a woman I went to high school with, 
was a stenographer for a while, a court stenographer. That's really impressive to me. Which is, uh, yeah, because it's like a whole nother, it's like a shorthand machine or whatever that right. thing is. Like, and like, just, what like, is that? <laughs> it's 13 <laughs> buttons or something, you know? And yeah, like, yeah, it's bananas. I just would be, especially in like a court situation, I would be so afraid of fucking that up. <laughs> and shorthand itself. Can like, we go back? Right, exactly. And like secretary, like shorthand, like from back in the day, yeah. if you've ever seen that it's like hobo. it's, been ages, it's like that hobo um yeah the hobo like, like the yeah, triangles and yeah, shit yeah, what yeah. do they call it yeah so <laughs> it's just like this is so unreliable but i i mean you could really you could pull one over on a lot of people if you use that secretary shorthand like when someone used to be like write down this letter or like you know take it yeah it's crazy um so we so were oh, we were talking about the trying what, to fake someone. So it was A I N S N and then T E L. Um, so she thought maybe it was a hotel telephone, whatever. Um, yes, train. They said train station was the first like possibility, be, yeah. and then then the end of the word. If it's the end of the word hotel, yeah, yep, yep. So they're looking for big impact locations. He might be looking for a hotel lobby. He says there's more letters on the page, but they can't get them. Um, they decide to cover the most likely targets and put small teams in there. So, oh, I see that the bad dude, uh, we cut to him. He's uh, spinning his flip phone around in the dark. He checks his messages. No messages. Really, like... The digger? The digger. It's sad that the digger has no friends. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. you would think he wouldn't. But also, where did he think he missed a call and had a voicemail? Well, I th- and, but the main thing I got was that was they really showed the scar on his forehead. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. But, but but I think they were saying they're uh, like, well, they want you to think that the middleman is missing and that he's not getting instructions anymore, which is not because the the hovel, the foreign guy got killed by the car. Remember that they yes. thought it was like. So they want us, the viewer, to think like he's not getting his instructions of what to do. So he's going to keep killing. Right. Right. Yeah. But then, yeah. Well, but that's not necessarily. I know. I know. I had, yeah. I don't think I had put that together yet. That like he was taking secondary orders. Like I thought that he was the lead guy. Still, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we learn uh, Kincaid had left because he was profiling a serial killer named the Boatman, and it yes. ended at his house where he was going to. Um, he said he was going to – he's like, the bowman. He said he was going to do something to my daughter and make me watch, mm. which I was like, ew. Like, <laughs> dude, dude, you can give details of the crime without, like, going there. <laughs> like, you can just – this he's is clearly – the mall's version. <laughs> <laughs> so inappropriate. <laughs> Like I posted a photo of her on Facebook and like it was at a pool party but and I thought like you know this isn't you know this is friends and family I I yeah I loved I loved the I'm going to die I know I love the but this was another matter of fact moment where he's like He's like, you know, he had a he had a gun on my son. He was he was going to do something to my daughter and make me watch. And it was there's all this flashback of like they keep flashing back to him fighting these right. close up shots of him fighting the boatman with yeah. a gun. The boatman was in his house. It's a flashback. It's all this build up, you know. And then just matter of factly, he's like, I shot him. Like <laughs> just like 
it, it's 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 a lot of build up for nothing. And really. then he goes, "Do you have kids? You have kids." <laughs> <laughs> he was he was going to do something to my daughter and make me watch. Do you have kids? Right, right. And like this is the whole thing where it's like if if the boatman thing had happened, like that name would never be uttered again in my house. And I realize that you have to like. I realize that you have to, you know, make a child confront something so it feels like normal or whatever. Sure, sure. But I just wouldn't. They just throw around Boatman around that house like it's like, you know, like, <laughs> go hang up your clothes. Like, it's literally like the most common, commonly used word in the it's house. It's like, like, like a welcome bet, like. The boatman was here. Right. Like, you know, and it's like, like, oh, you mean the guy that almost uh, raped your daughter in front of you? Like, you can't use his name ever again. You can't just say boatman. And and I guess, well, like, the <laughs> the daughter's completely unfazed by it. Oh, so yeah. No, maybe, she, it's, maybe he only made it to the sun and had the gun on right. the sun before. She woke up. We learned later they're very heavy sleepers. Oh yes, yeah. yes, lots of squiggling and wriggling around, but <laughs> yeah. they don't, but they They'll don't wake move up. Around a lot, but they don't wake up. <laughs> but do you think? I guess when he's telling her about that, uh, the he's just talking to Margaret, right? The, they're at the. Are they still at the office when he's telling about yeah. the boatman? Okay, yeah, and then except and, he says, "Do you have kids?" Yes, and then before and then she could answer, Cage walks in. Someone else coasts along. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so then we go to um, outside the Royal York Hotel, and we see the bad dude is look the digger is looking at the yellow sheet of paper. Um, take he's reading something like instructions. Uh, we see um, there's plenty of cops around. They're swarming. He stands in front with his yellow paper and his paper bag that has a gun in it. Fifteen seconds till twelve when he walks in, he starts shooting, and then walks out holding a paper bag. Then drops the six black bullets, and then. There's some nice touches in here, but he but he he, uh, he walks from the hotel to the to the theater. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I thought the theater was. I thought the okay. I was. I thought they were the same. Okay, got you. I, I think well because whatever happens, it's a little confusing because there is like a hotel sign, but then it suddenly he's outside in front of a okay. a theater that says sold out. I saw the sold out and I was like, whoa, that's like a dark metaphor for like. <laughs> what's going on here i was like i that the sold outside hit me really hard like really hard it was was some brilliant filmmaking there this is a metaphor you know the extra acting in this while never on screen was really glaring and phenomenal because one person inside just screams how are you Wow, I, I have to go it's back so, and listen it's like to that. So slight, but one goes, "How are you?" <laughs> when he goes in with the when the with the gun after they get shot, like yeah, yeah. after he oh. leaves, there's all this like you know just like Phantom carnage, Roman. and there's people screaming inside, <laughs> and it's like maybe he's saying like, "Did you get shot? Like, how are you?" Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. like I'm like, what? Who? thought that that's what you would scream after like just bullets get sprayed over an entire family it's like, like in the pandemonium you? you suddenly see like your, the old neighbor you used to have barbara <laughs> how are you fucking dying can you call someone um so let's play 3258 to 3702 how are you i mean it was re- i this might be I did catch a great one in a sound delay last year um, that turned out to be correct but 
So this might be like a Molly thing where I kind of like invented what was said, but I'm pretty sure I heard how are you. Nine dead, 15 wounded. He hit the theater up the street from the hotel. Maybe that was his plan. Maybe he knew we were there. Same black casings were found. Now, two of the agents saw him, gave chase, but he got away. The sketch was the best we could do. That's the digger. What's this? He's got a scar on his forehead. Other than that, he just looks like anybody else. Anybody else programmed to kill on a dead man's command. All right, copy it to everybody. Can you talk to the mayor? She's trying to put a press release together. Can you handle it for me? Tell her we've got a sketch of the suspect and we're having it distributed as soon as we can. Sure. We've got the entire downtown area closed down. We're uh, searching block by block, building by building. You won't find him. He's planned all his escape routes in advance. This is still the only thing we have. Materials and elemental. Finally. The main trace embedded in the letter is brick dust. Also traces of red clay, sulfur, uh, granite particles, carbon in the form of ash and soot. Does this give you anything? Well, not unless I can cross-reference it with building permits, environmental reports, anything that the city might have that can tell us where this stuff comes from. Well, we can help with that. We've implemented new technologies that help trace source materials throughout the district. I have to take this. Penny, what's happening? The good news is she's not claiming you're an unfit parent. The bad news is she wants primary custody. What can I do to stop this? Well, my suggestion would be that you and Joan sit down face to face. Try to resolve this. Maybe agree to some kind of mediation. If this goes to court, they'll put the kids on the stand. It's going to be really hard for them to look across the courtroom at their mom and say no to her. It's going to be even tougher for you to build a case against her. The best thing we can do is change her mind before it comes to that. I don't know if I can get her to do that, but it's worth a try. Good. I'll call her attorney and make the arrangements. Okay, you arrange it. I have to go. All right, well, we can overlay information from the city and the suburbs from a variety of sources. So where do you want to go first? Okay, uh, I was thinking about the red clay and brick dust. That could be from a demolition site. All right, contractors would have to pull permits for that, so it should be on file somewhere. Pretty cool, huh? Made some progress since you left. Next. Okay, sulfur. That's the byproduct of a lot of things, um, including vehicle exhaust. No problem. We've got an EPA overlay which shows where it is in its greatest concentration. Generally use this program to model nerve gas and biological warfare attacks. All right, lose the ones that don't connect with the clay and brick dusts. All right, particles of granite. That could be from construction. Yeah, maybe I also had to go to a stonemason's yard last week. All right, so check stonemason's yards, cemeteries, graveyards. Lose the ones that don't connect with the others. Still too many choices. Ashes and soot. Um, I worked this case with that was embedded in the note of a kidnapper, and the kidnapper was hiding out in an old incineration plant. It's not helping. It's my daughter. Is everything okay, Pumpkin? You'll be home soon? I don't know. Um, I'll be home as soon as I can. Is that why you called? Is Robbie okay? He's great. You sure? He was really scared when he thought he saw him in the yard. Yeah. You know what? It's going to take a long time for him to deal with that on his own. But that's why you and I are there for him. But there's something else, right? I could tell in your voice. Is there something going on with Mom? You looked kind of worried when she left yesterday. Your mom and I have some things that we have to work out. Don't worry, everything's going to be fine. You're sure? Yeah, positive. Give Robbie a hug for me, okay? And help Janet out. Okay. 
You need a hug too? I guess so. I got one waiting for you when I get home. Just be a kid, okay? Stop worrying. That's my job. Love you. Oh, dude, your job is apparently <laughs> helping figure out who this guy is that's murdering hundreds of people in the city. <laughs> if this was a movie about a woman, if this the, the whole point of the movie would be that she's trying to balance these two things and something's got to give. Like, that would be the entire point of the movie. There'd be no way that they'd be yeah. a great mom at home that's, like, dealing with this. It would be a huge distraction in the workplace. The fact that, like, he's leaving the floor at the FBI. Like, literally yeah, yeah. stepping be, away. Linda, Linda, what are you doing? <laughs> we right. need to narrow these down further. God, she's, you know what? Linda, if you have things to do at home, stay at home. <laughs> like, it would really be a whole different story. So, I, uh, there's a lot going on here. One, just, like... And when he says, like, oh, once I did something and, like, it led to an old incineration plan, I'm like, then just go to the old incineration yeah. plan. How many of those do you think are rolling around D.C.? <laughs> also, this system seems completely flawed. Like, just that there's raw elements. Like, look up where the elements it, might be. It's like a magic. Like, it right. might as well be a wizard that they're, like, you know, like, wizard. T- you know, yeah. wizard, one time I did a thing where there was some incineration and then I, like... It's just like, what are you typing in? Like, old incineration plant case guy did a thing and then, like, narrowing it down from exactly. there. No, yeah. delete all the things. It just doesn't make any... Like, if you took Finn from uh, Ice-T, if you took his character and dropped him into this, like, based on all the other people's skills, he would have this solved in, like, probably 10 to 15 minutes. Like, yeah. The way... They're just playing grab ass over at the FBI. That might as well be, like, a game of, like, Turtle. Do you remember that game Turtle where you learn how to, like... <laughs> HTML. Oh, oh yeah, and you no, have to make the but because I was when I'm a, older, so I learned basic, which yeah. was even. I remember. Like, I remember. I think we started out. They were still doing that. I remember yeah. Turtle like was real fresh when I. So so it was like you were learning how to like build a visual image code, or, basically. Yeah. Like they'd be like, okay, if you want to turn the turtle purple. Like, you wow. do this, 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 and this. Or if you want the turtle to make a line, you do this, 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 and this. And, like, none of us understood we were coding. We yeah. were just, like, trying to make the turtle do something. But, like, With, You know what that's end, called? Brilliant like, teaching. Yeah, I guess so. But, like, to, to like to this day, like, I just was like, that turtle sure didn't do much. Like, I <laughs> it turned really, purple and did a line. Yeah, like, I really don't, I, re- I don't remember any coding. I, but that is very common with me, is that, like, I'll be in a whole thing and people will be like, yeah, that's what we were learning. And I'm like, oh, I thought we were. <laughs> I thought I was just learning about turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just, like, cool turtle class. Like, I didn't know what that was. <laughs> You know, cool the portion where they teach you about cool turtles. Um. Well, the, and one other thing, yeah, that this was where I noticed. Well, this was one of the scenes where I noticed that uh, police liaison Len Hardy, yeah, always would show up at the very tail end of an investigative scene. Right. So, like, there, there was a number of times where he like. They're they're just getting on to something, and then here comes Len, right? Like, <laughs> kind of peeping around, Almost looking like around. Almost like he really doesn't belong there. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. The best part was is they're like, oh, this is the best thing we have. The sketch looked exactly like him. Like if you went to a carnival. <laughs> 
and like had a caricature guy do your picture. Like nine times out of ten, they come out worse than that picture. Yes, it was absolutely. the most. I was like, he should hang that in his jail cell. Like that's very that's very but, flattering and accurate. It, yeah, it was like a cross between him and like an a villain in like an Aquaman comic I had totally, when I was a kid. Totally, yeah. you but would hope, totally looked like him. Yeah. You would hope like one of your YouTube fans draws that. So um, I just wrote it's insane that he keeps breaking away from mass murder case to handle lawyer talk. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we know that. So um, a detective comes in. Oh, the guy, the the cop that is was his old buddy. What's his name again? Cage. Cage. Yeah. Cage means nothing to me. Like I didn't even write his name down. Um, I, it, was, it, wasn't, it was the last name I wrote down literally. Right. Like I was just like, oh, I should. I want to remember the guy who remembered the coffee order. And so yeah. I, that's what made me he look it up. He means nothing to me. So, no. It, which by the way, like it's like some thanks that is like considering he was the one who brought Kincaid in the first place. But he goes in holding the coffee saying he was thinking about the soot and ash and the amount of carbon. I wrote, yeah, this is where I wrote, he's a precocious PA at best. <laughs> um, they're like, you know, we should go to the crematorium. And then they look it up, and, and the local crematorium is called Graves End, but I thought it was Gravesend. <laughs> that, 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 that makes sense. That's a common... Right? My, my wife does that a lot, where she'll look at word combination, like, uh, just she'll right. put the wrong words t- together or the wrong emphasis sometimes and yeah and it's often with comical Grave results um, yeah i thought so, it was grave essend no <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to this they're going to go store in the place but not before we see uh how hot she looks in a tank top that's right we do a little we linger on her putting on her bulletproof vest yes and that's and 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 it's during that scene that we find out about her son who died in the plane crash was it? I, I'm pretty sure because I have that unless I've made a mistake. But I have Len Hardy showing up. And then I think uh, when when um, oh, right, 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 right before they went to the warehouse. She says she, she had a son who died in the plane crash and her husband was with him. Uh, she was a special agent in San Diego. The plane went down in the woods. There was no survivors. And she moved um, here to be closer to where they died. Right. That was weird, too, when I wrote, like, I feel like if there was a crash on that level, like, it would be nationally known. Like, she's talking about it like this happens every day. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. And like, a plane went down and killed the entire, everyone died. I feel like we're still dealing with that plane landing in the Hudson. Like, I feel like I'm still dealing with backlash yeah, from that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, she answers her phone. A couple people are going door to door, have a lead. Like, I'm like... It just sounds like trick-or-treaters to me. Yeah. Like, it sounds so casual, <laughs> do you know? Yeah. And they also say at one point, like, we sent out 10,000 copies of the picture. And I'm like, just send a PDF. Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> what are you literally photocopying 10,000 copies? Well, it was 2010. I mean. That, that is true. You're right. <laughs> um, so a guy down the street says they think they've seen the guy going in and out of the warehouse. She tells Kincaid to hang back until they can see if they're safe. But um, Kincaid inserts himself. So there's a there's a mannequin in there. Right away we see the mannequin. Um, 
he comes around and lets himself in. Kincaid said that this fits with the psych profile for him to have cleared everything out. It's orderly and precise. But the, he notices the TV is still warm. Yeah, he puts his hand on that tiny little mobile portable type TV. For kids out there, if you don't know, they used to have TVs that were the size of a shoebox. Yeah, exactly. A shoebox, yes. And it was, and they were long and thin. They had a very small screen, but it was like... The the everyone's weird. Uncle very deep, had one of those. very deep. Yes. Yeah, they were really long. They yeah. were really long. I mean, that's where that's. And where often had a dial was. instead yeah. of a chain. Yeah, that's where the TV stuff went all the way back there. It was just yeah. so. It was a really and everyone. It, the only people who had it was like someone's weird uncle that lived in the garage. Like they were very. <laughs> that was a luxury appliance. Oh, have. absolutely. Yes, um, yes. And it was, yes, he puts his hand on it. Oh, TV's still warm. He can't, couldn't have been gone long. So Kincaid finds a paper jammed into the wall. Yeah. Um, he says it looks what, like what the demand letter was written on. I was like, you mean a yellow legal pad? Um, <laughs> she gasps, it's a mannequin head. She finds a bomb. She tells everyone to run out, but Kincaid is like dead set on pulling this piece of paper out, um, which, by the way, they all should have directed their attention to the piece of paper. There's nothing else on the whole place except for the bomb. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the shot of the three of them running away from the place, we should add that Cage is a moron and, like, trips and, like, breaks it his break, leg. Falls down the stairs, breaks his leg. So they have to, like, haul him out of there together. Um, and Kincaid slows up the whole process because he's obsessed with getting this yellow piece of paper Yes. Out. I mean, it was, it, it was a little, like, dude. I mean, just gingerly trying to pull it out of the, right. you know, whatever, you know. Yeah. It was... And, I, I mean, I think that, like, both of them are a little psychotic for these actions because, on one hand, that piece of paper's no doubt very important. True. On the other hand, there is a bomb about to go off. Yeah, yeah. It, it was... And we know that the digger does not fuck around. <laughs> like, that's not some, like, false... Atta- like, this is... This is a... This bomb's gonna blow the windows out. Yeah. Which is another reason why you and I started... I mean, we really got started on the budget talk because... That was an impressive blowout. It's very impressive. They blew the windows out. It was a two stories of windows blew out. It was like I've never dealt with budgets like that. Like, what do you think that would cost to do something like that? Because you have to have, I mean, pyro and like yeah, pyro for two floors, and then you know the whole crew. Like that's going to be. Is it? Don't you have to pay the actors more when you expose them to smoke? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I, you, I, I know you do, but I'm like, it, would they be exposed to that? Because it does seem, I mean, they're not going to have the three actors actually running away from the, that was green screened, right? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, or some weird pull of focus where they're right. super far away and it sure. makes them look like, but but yeah, I, I mean, it's got to be, I, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Damn. Yeah, I I have a theory that and and I could be like, way off. What's that? No, I was I was just telling the audience that I have a theory that this is retro. This was purchased retroactively by Lifetime after it didn't quite meet the dreams of the um, filmmakers. Yes, yes, the um, uh, Paramount, but also the film studio, Patriarch, Patriarch oh. Studios. Does Patri- a- I've never heard of them. They've done a lot. I looked them up. They've done a, some other Lifetime movies. That's but so, what an odd name. name. Yeah. No. It's That's like not good. Patriarch. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's almost like things aren't right in this town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I just thought it was very funny. They the huge explosion. They all get blown, yeah. you know, a few feet into the air, fall down. As soon as Parker Kincaid lands, he picks up the paper and looks and starts to study it. Like <laughs> things, things are still flying. Like no, they, the best I love is the whipping wires. Yes, the whipping <laughs> wires, and he literally like picks it up and is like starts to look at it right there on the scene. <laughs> It's what? Like, wow. Yeah, wow. I mean, I know you're addicted to your work, man, but, <laughs> but so you the might, next day at yeah. the FBI headquarters, we find out that the 10K copies have gone out. Uh, they're asking newspapers and TV to run it as a lead, which seems like an odd ask. It seems like what else is going on that they would run as a lead? Um, <laughs> he says that the place is wired and booby-trapped, blah, blah, blah. Whoever, the guy's one step ahead of them. So we're going to play 4512 to 4751. Hey, what happened out there? Place was wired, booby trapped. I must have figured we'd find the place eventually. Yeah, whoever's behind all this has been one step ahead of us all along. But now we have this, and it might tell us where the next target is. It's mainly doodles, but seem to be letters underneath. Can you write this down? Yeah. Okay, shoot. Lowercase a, L, L, A, L, L. Yep. Lowercase I and uppercase N. I, N for Norma. Mm-hmm. And there appear to be some indentations on these other sheets. Some are quite deep. Others are very faint. Another lowercase i. With a line ruled under it and four uppercase s's. Don't scratch that. They're dollar signs. It appears as somebody was working something out here. Trying to put the final elements of a plan in place. Why write it all down? Maybe the digger's not all that smart. Maybe he needs it all spelled out for him. That mark on his head could be from a head injury. He needs it all written down, step by step, and the dollar signs are there to remind him what's in it for him. Does it get us any closer to him? It might, if I can decipher the rest of the scribblings and fill in the gaps between the letters. I need to run this through a program that would remove the scribblings so I could see what was originally on the page. Doesn't give us a lot to work with, huh? It's like a crossword puzzle where we're missing half the page as well as all the clues. How's Cage? Broke his leg. Someone else is going to have to pitch in that softball league he's in, but other than that, he'll be fine. By the way, next time I tell you to move, move, or I'll leave you behind. I need to run this through my lab at home. You can't do it here? Ah, uh, been away from my kids too long. If you don't mind, I'd like to come with you. Right now, that's the only piece of evidence we have to our names. Sure. Wow. We were just talking about that, that first, that like they slammed Cage pretty hard by saying that he, a softball, a woman's sport. 
by the way. It, do guys, I mean, do guys traditionally ever you, play softball? I, I, was in a, I was in a fast pitch you softball were? league when I was in fifth or sixth grade. I did do Little League later. Yeah. I don't know why, but it was... But it was intense. It was fast pitch. Like it yeah. was. It was. Uh, but yes. So I guess there are. Uh, they're shading him. Oh, they're shading him. Yeah, <laughs> big time. I mean, not. A, I mean, softball. No softball. They right. don't mention like you know. Well, he won't be here to help with to give us his invaluable right. help on right. the you know, like. What about my espresso? Oh, right, right, right. You're right. They never. You're right. They never said anything about the quality of his work. I'm sitting here thinking, like, yeah. I mean, he also can't get groceries. This is a time before Postmates. Like, does anyone want to offer to go pick him up some groceries or something? Like, is he okay? Maybe he could use some fresh fruit. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's where I go with it. So, um, the diggers alone in his, um, home or apartment thing, it looks like a real place. That's what I said. It looks like a, a nice kind of home. Yeah. It, it's, uh, you know, that's another, um, uh, 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 hold on. I'm trying to uh, get lost here. Uh, that's another, um, time when I thought, uh, that they just got it really weirdly wrong because it's supposed to. I think it's supposed to like. It seems like it's supposed to be like a rooming house, like a you know, oh, like yeah. like a like a like he's a rented a room. Well, he just rented a room in like right. a you know, but but there's like a microwave, a coffee maker, and then a a double boiler, a huge yeah. double boiler pot on like a on a um, you know, what do they call this? A uh, hot plate like yeah. burner, like. Yeah, it's just like way too rigged out for like or homey. Like you said, like it looks like a real home. Yeah, it looks like someone lives there. It's that's actually a really good point. This is a yeah, an odd amount of stuff for no matter where you slice how you slice it. Um so they get back to the place. She decides to reveal to him, you know, oh, I'm following you home with this document. I might as well tell you my name's Margaret. Yeah. Right? The, the big reveal. Uh, um, Margaret. Then all of a sudden, the babysitter, our second shot of diversity in this movie, uh, comes out. And she goes, it's Bobby, the boat man. The bo- <laughs> <laughs> like, again. I, I wrote. You know, the horrors that I, they've lived through. I wrote. Robbie is, all caps, of course, scared of the boatman again. <laughs> Right. Oh, it's it's Robbie, by the way. It's, I keep writing Bobby because I got stuck on the dad's name being Robert. Yeah. The jump. Um, so he tells him uh, he heard the boatman in the garage moving around. Um, he's going to go look. Margaret and Janet are going to stay uh, stay with him. So the kids, I, I mean, I had a single parent before. Like, you don't trust any other adults that your parent brings around when you have a single parent because you're like, what's the deal? Like, are you going to hurt them? Like, are you dating? What's happening here? Like, yeah. as a kid in this situation, both of these kids were way too cool with Margaret. Yeah, way too comfortable. They, you they, need a they title. Didn't... You need, like, I need to know how, what, how you are here, what you are here I would have clammed do. up. I would have, like, just, <laughs> like, he would have come back up. Right. And I would have, you know, we would have just been sitting in silence while the babysitter and Margaret, like, made small, like, awkward small talk. <laughs> exactly. But, and, and another thing, so he's downstairs, the do- neighbor's dog, Chester, got, yeah. got in. 
that's my granddad's name, by the way, Chester. Really? Yeah, which, you know. Chester um, was a cutie, and I was worried that, well, I mean, I guess back in the early 2000s, you still let your dog run around the streets. Now, you would never do that. Yeah. But in post-9-11, you wouldn't let your dog run <laughs> but never, never. yeah no like cute little fat beagle in your drive or in your garage how cute is that yeah but, but that was like the one that was the one um like they almost got with like just that cheap scare of they like you know gotcha. clatter clatter run <laughs> like huh but he, but he, if you think about it he was downstairs for literally two minutes yeah he comes back up They've been, they were sitting in the living room. It comes back up. They're all in the kitchen. The babysitter's drying, uh, drying dishes. There's fresh cut melon out. And, and then they're, the, the Shannon, of course, is, hey, Robbie, remember that time we got sprayed by a skunk? And they're all laughing. Like, I've been, uh, my dog was sprayed by a skunk. I don't laugh when I think about, like, that that was not a like a no, happy the, these people are way too okay with trauma like they're just between the casual mentions of the boatman like <laughs> the baser just comes out the boatman i'm like wouldn't just for insurance purposes alone you want to whisper that like the neighbors are like probably like there was literally a fucking rapist and murderer in our backyard and why it's because of this kincaid asshole over here just bringing him into the neighborhood i mean this is, by the end of this movie, you will learn that he is an insurance risk, to say the least. Absolutely, yeah. And Do the, you think it's, like, harder to get insurance if you're in the FBI? Ooh. I, 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 that's a very good question. And I have no idea. Or do they have... the CIA, do, oh. do you lie to the CIA about your job? Or are you do, does you lie to the, lie insurance, to the company. insurance companies? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I mean that. Wow. Yeah, some deep state. <laughs> Just shit so going you, on I'm there. not paying for that. Okay. Hey, State Farm. <laughs> I work at Best Buy. <laughs> I'm not paying for. <laughs> all right. So. Not, I don't want the CIA coverage. What if what they're all thinking? on Obamacare? That would just be that would be giving that would be giving them exactly what they want. Those Republicans. So, um, okay, Margaret and Janet. Yeah, blah blah blah. We're we're they're really good friends. So, um. Oh, this is the other thing. She tells the kids that she's one of their friends from work, and I wrote, he's not supposed to have an outside job. Yeah, that's the second time there was a reference to that. It seemed right. like, like, and I kept, yeah, I was Don't definitely Don't you remember like, the custody hey, case? Whoa, 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 hey. <laughs> like, right. Work, what work are we talking about? Like, right. oh, you brought my daddy the Thomas Jefferson letter? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Yeah. She's a potential buyer for the letter. Um, so... I wrote, why did I put something about the boatman puts a real strain on our yes, marriage? Yes, this is the because Parker, they, he does the sword and shield theory, yeah. t- tells oh, her yeah. about that. And then he says, he says to her, Parker says to Margaret, something like the boatman can have a real strain on a marriage. <laughs> which, which, oh, and then he goes, she had her own problems, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He talks about like, yeah. Look, it was I don't want to just blame the boatman. I mean, he was he was beaten to death right. in she his cell years gym, ago. Right? But... <laughs> right, exactly. Oh wait, no, that was the other guy. Sorry. Right. But yeah, yeah, uh, the boatman was shot. He shot the boatman. But yes, yeah. So yeah. that annoying ass Shannon comes in and she goes, uh, I'll "Are see you, you gonna again marry sometime. my dad?" <laughs> she goes, "I'll see you again sometime." And Margaret's like, uh, "I hope so." And she's like, "Dad works too much. He doesn't meet enough people." And it's just like. <laughs> 
First of all, you psychopath. Like, why aren't you running this woman through more tests? Like, this, your dad is all you have. Like, do you not get it? Like, yeah. all that stands between you and, like, immediate danger is this man. And you're just passing him off to Margaret from, quote-unquote, work. Like, your dad is retired. Like, Yeah, what's the work? Like, that didn't send up a red flag, like, automatically. It's weird how for children who have lived through such horrors, they've learned no lessons about, no. like, what humanity is capable of. Like, I mean, which I guess is a testament to Kincaid's parenting, but, like, this is... But there uh, needs to be a little stranger danger. Yeah. And also, like, just, you were right. Like, no child, like, asserts themselves like that. Like, when you're a kid, like, and some adults in your house, you're just like, oh. Like, I just would dead-ass silent. Yeah, it would take a lot of time. Like, a couple days of really fun events or right, something right. for me to be like hey maybe see you again like or so, you know <laughs> like it's it's just yeah it, but this is like literally they've shared some melon or right. something <laughs> talked like, about the skunk yeah, yeah, how yeah. that even came up i don't know <laughs> uh but uh yeah he's she's like he's like oh i'm gonna be pulling an all-nighter on the document she's like yeah me too and he's like but i can't come in tomorrow morning for i need an hour to go to court so then we see, again, the mall's version. Uh, and then we see that someone's watching them from outside. Yeah, that, that, that was a weird cutaway. Well, And before that, we had the first hint of romance when their hands touched. Oh, uh, yeah. right, right, right. I mean, you know, and then there was like a... And that, that was like right before, I think, Shannon came in with the like, are you going to oh, come right, back? Right. And, yeah. Shannon. But then, yes, they had that weird cut. I couldn't tell... It was strange. They cut like it was a weird, like someone's watching perspective. Yeah, and, then... and I was like, probably the. Bo- I mean, you're just yelling the boatman, probably his son, like or someone, or the digger, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, someone, one of these uh, dumb named like killers, the digger. I mean, why would he? Okay, anyway, day three, <laughs> it's eight thirty in the morning, so um, they need to keep. They're saying we need to keep moving forward, keep everyone on high alert. They're trying to keep. Uh, the areas where large crowds gather together. This is actually, is this the 4th of July now? Yes, because people, people, they're saying like, people are saying, if we don't celebrate July 4th in a traditional fashion, the digger will win. Oh, you know, right, like right, that right, right, of- right. And, uh, we should point out that all of this like legal proceeding taking place on the 4th of July. I mean, I don't know if LA is like the rest of the country, but like, People are gone on July 2nd and they don't come back till the 6th. Like, professional, I mean, isn't 4th of July like a legal bank yes. holiday? Like, no one shows up anywhere. These people are doing, like, not just court proceedings, but, like, pretty, like, run-of-the-mill, like, mediation. Like, that does not need, this is not a rush job. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in, yeah, with, with the um, the custody thing. Yeah. Yes, yes. Sitting down with attorneys. That was on the 4th of July. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, the ex-wife is saying she's sober. We cut to that now. And she's saying she wants the kids. Um, uh, he's like, well, you just went on vacation. You didn't take them. She's like, I can't leave the country with them, um, which is, like, good, I think. You know, I guess the courts <laughs> recommended that. But that's typically the case. Like, she acted very wounded about that. Um, and but I was like, that's kind of gross. Anyway, like you're there with Jeff. Like, who is Jeff? Like, Jeff yeah. could be a fucking pedophile who found you. Okay, which by the way happens. Like, I guess Absolutely. that happens. I I'm new to this thought, 
But apparently single moms should not be talking about their kids on their dating profiles because that can draw in a pedophile. And who yes. knows who Jeff is? They've been through enough. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so he's like, I gave up my career to be with them. And they're like, well, the kids are, you know, you gave up your career because you almost got the kids killed. Um, they have dueling reports from child psychologists, yeah. which is just, guys, you can get a doctor to say anything you want. Yeah, exactly. That was my takeaway. Um, the the best part was, like, the lawyer looked almost surprised. Like, they looked crestfallen. Like, when P- they Penny? realized. Yeah. It, yeah. When she was like, and we also have. A, and they were like, oh, uh. I didn't fuck. Like, they were like, that was my ace in the hole, man. This letter. And and and, and, and Joy, uh, Joan's lawyer. Um, yeah. Who's pretty good, actually, by the yeah. way. Like, he just, he played it straightforward like a shitty, like a yeah. shitty good lawyer would do it, you know. I bet he books a lot. Yeah. 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 Um, he, they had, like, they had the better evidence. They had, like, that. not only did they have the dueling report, but they had, like, a couple extra reports or yeah. something. I can't and remember. And she's what. a drunk. Like, that's a bad sign, Kincaid. Like, when your newly sober wife is showing up way more prepared than you. Mm. You've only been working on this for two days, okay? That's not really an excuse. Yeah. So, um, Kincaid tells the FBI agent to pull his car around back. Oh, Harvey. He tells them no guns in the house. Um, then he goes into the, we're using the nanotechnology to slice a sheet of paper like a gene. Um, layers and layers so you can see yes. inside. I love that. I mean, because to me, I'm like, I know exactly what's going on. You're slicing that shit. Like, I get it. Like a gene. I took science. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I see that diagram. <laughs> I've seen it. So he goes, there might be letters or words or phrases, phrases that hold the clue. So it's 1157. The shooting will happen at noon. Uh, 12 p.m. has passed and there's no calls, no movement. So, yeah, and the, like it's like two or three before noon. Like, you know, there was there's not a lot of I mean, they kept looking at the clock, but like. There wasn't a lot of panic or like even, you know, like, fuck, I can't find it. I can't find anything. You know, like there was just kind of this resignation that they were. Every minute that they spent like kind of dilly dallying, like looking at the clock. I was like, do you guys get it? Like, do you really get it, though? Like what's on the other side of this? Because (laughs) what happens is, is like inevitably when that strikes noon at about noon 01, you're going to get a call. That upwards, if the guy's doing his job right, upwards of 14 people have died today. Like, you've got to, like, and they're just, like, watching the time pass. Like, it's about, like, the Macy's semi-annual sales about to start or something. (laughs) So we're going to play 5840 to 101.03. It's Lucas. Nothing from any of the units. Ours, Metro Transit Police. Yeah. Really? Nowhere? Thanks. Nothing. I don't know, maybe he got cold feet when he saw many guys we had out there. Could be. You don't think so? I'm interested in fact, not speculation. You got anything yet? No. Just random letters. Hey, how about some fruit salad? Yeah, um, can I ask you something, Dad? Sure, pumpkin. Have you lost marzipan again? <laughs> no. 
I just wondered if I can stay up for the midnight fireworks. Yeah, midnight? You can stay awake that long? I just really love to see them. It's so beautiful. Everyone cheers and waves their flags. I've seen it past 12 before. Um, yeah, that's a great idea. Why don't you, me and Robbie, stay up and watch the fireworks? Okay, I'm gonna go back to work now. So you think we still need to go through this stuff? The guy didn't show, right? Hey, I don't think we should drop our guard just yet. The three days are up. Shannon just asked me if she could stay up till midnight. 12 midnight. The demand note didn't say anything about noon. It said he was going to kill at 12. You really think you'd give us an extra 12 hours to stop him? It's also another 12 hours for him to set up something really big. We're not done with the digger yet. Listen, you got to give me something solid to go on this time, Kincaid, if I'm going to ask the mayor to keep the whole city on lockdown for 4th of July. Kincaid, wait a sec. It's the 4th of July. Yeah. How do people celebrate? And where in D.C. do they go to do it? I just wrote down i don't know where they sell it why would i know that like that's not a cut to commercial like oh my god oh my god they're all gonna be at the wait where are they gonna be right like, i don't like like rfk like stadium like I... right. if it was like i'd be like oh times square if it was new york yes like, exactly you know but... but like no one really knows anything about dc yeah i mean we, i mean i've i've spent lived in the area so i like i know like the national mall is a thing and probably right. like but like that's not you know uh, uh yeah I, I don't think that's a nationwide you know like i don't know yeah. just a oh, lot no. of people I, are probably gonna well, be like we got to the woman's march i was like why are we going to a fucking mall the- and then i was like oh <laughs> oh okay i was like i who know that this was called a mall i was like i had no idea it's just a strip of grass y'all like <laughs> there's no piercing pagoda you know? <laughs> i was like this seems like what we're meeting at a mall that seems weird and cheap um where's the history <laughs> exactly um so you know, this is a great, this is a great thought. Yeah. The noise of a firework, which is, I hate fireworks. They're so annoying. I despise them. And you know who loves them? Of course, our, our mortal enemy, Shannon. Oh yes. Wants to stay up and watch him. Yeah. 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 Fireworks are for children. I will say like, they when really I are for children and simpletons. Yeah. Like, like, you know, uh, just people like that loud noises. Like, I don't know. I, I didn't. I mean, I have our, my dog hates them. But yeah. like even before that, it's just like, OK, when I was 13, I thought they were kind of cool. Like, like I would buy some bottle rockets and whatnot and like, you know, set off black cats or whatever. But right. like, that's it. No, it's done. Are you familiar with the app next door? Oh, yeah. Okay. We had a, there was, you know, Glendale is my beautiful community. I love it so much here. Um, but there was quite a to-do surrounding the fireworks at Glendale. You know, there's a lot of egos involved. Some people love the fireworks. Some hate them. But the next door app was ablaze uh, on the day after 4th of July. Oh, the day after. Okay. Yeah. Kelly Morris wrote, I believe animals can take Valium. Given that the French used to masturbate their kids to sleep, Fido may survive the temporary days. I just moved here and was actually super happy when they started going. 
I'm sorry, but they're so beautiful, and it was a lovely sight from my bed. Peace sign emoji. And then she wrote asterisk, I can't believe I have to correct the word masturbate. I was like, girl. <laughs> what the? F- First of all, what is going on in Glendale? Secondly, the French used to masturbate their, their kids, kids to sleep. Their kids to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> Second, third of all, this is your response to people being like, the fireworks really upset my dog, and also they're illegal in this neighborhood. That is, I can see why you saved that. Like, the Great Glendale Fire happened a few years ago because someone flicked a cigarette off the 101. Okay, uh, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We don't need fireworks up no. here. That's absolutely the last thing we need. I don't understand the egos involved in fireworks either. Like people just like wanting to buy them and light them off. I'm like, y'all are drunk idiots. Yeah, like it's. I just it fills me with rage. I like, love my drinks. I love like my my summer fun. But the last thing I would want to do in that state is light a fire and like yeah, that that does nothing for me. Yeah, and it, me it makes wags upset. Um, yeah. So we have to build a little special cave in our closet for Olive, like, yeah, like so she can go in there. Luckily, well, not luckily, but she's thirteen, so she's losing some of her hearing. So he's losing his hearing too. I think it's a you tough know, day. It's yeah. a tough day when you come home and he doesn't know you're home. Yeah, right away. yeah. You know, um, I will. Say, what neighborhood do you live in? I'm in Frogtown, so I'm oh, not right, far right, away. Right. So and, it's not that bad over here, though, is it? Oh, it's Fourth Fro- July. Is it Frogtown? Is it, yeah, is it bad? Oh, it's, it's terrible. A similar it, area. It's we're start, not far. No, we're not far, and it starts. So it starts, you know, weeks before. Like there's always, oh, right, and then right, it right. peters off like for about a week after. But like the night, uh, it's just like a war zone. Like it's just, it's amazing. And, like it's full on dynamite. Like, it's like, like what are you doing? Like, yeah, you know. Um, yeah. No, you're right. I guess like before this, I lived at like. I've always lived in areas where there's that's not happening. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, so. in Bro- when I was in Brooklyn, there was I was in a Red Hook, and it was bad there. But like, at least it was finite. Like you knew, like they were gonna do their thing for an hour, and then right, you know. But here, it's just this, like, just all night. Like, yeah, you know. And there are those assholes that hoard them, and like, yeah, yeah it happens all summer. Where are they going to buy them? Mexico. Someone said Mexico once to me. <sighs> Uh, that I mean, well, I'm sure you know. I don't know. They're available. I bet they're legal in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I, I, when I lived in New Mexico, I mean, there was places like over certain uh, uh, geographical lines you could get get them. But I mean, who knows? But Did yeah, you live but in on one next of those parts of New Mexico where everyone gets welfare. Um, no, no, I was in, I, well, no, I was in Albuquerque. I lived in Albuquerque. Yeah. When I was in Albuquerque, some waitress was like, you guys from LA? We, we talked about this. Yeah. It was fascinating to me. Yeah. But I can't remember. That wasn't the case. Yeah. But, I, I think it's probably a new thing, but she was saying it to me like, you should fuck the LA thing. Like, come here. We have welfare for free. And I was like, tight. Like, okay. <laughs> now I know, but. <laughs> but you don't have no, it's everything like, it's else. It's like the Twinkie fact. Like, it's like, I'll just carry it. I, can't, <laughs> I will never unforget it. That, like, if all else fails, I got 200 bucks a month waiting for me in Albuquerque. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, so fireworks mask the gunshot sounds. Yeah. So the digger's at home loading his gun. Uh, Shannon invites Margaret to stay and watch the fireworks on TV. She's going to make a cake. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and I'm like, finally going to drag her ass in the kitchen and make something so right. her dad doesn't have to cut up a fruit salad. And like, either she's old enough that she can work an oven or like, and, and like she ha- can go get her own fucking snack, like, or, or they're letting a child operate the oven. I'm not clear on where. That's a really good point because like, she's not old enough to stay up to midnight without asking. Right. But she can make a cake on her own. I don't know. I don't know if that, that and then tracks. We'll find out they don't even stay up till midnight. Yeah. Yeah. It's like They're a ruse. Peacefully like, asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Like re- dad's reading to them. And yeah. it's, you know, probably nine thirty. <laughs> Switch the clocks forward. Um, uh, she said she loved you, but she has to work. Uh, and then she says to him as they walk out, ironic, isn't it? I lost my family and you got a career. You gave up your career, but you get to be with your kids. First of all, that's not at all similar. <laughs> and secondly, that is not ironic at all. It's just like really tragic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. It's like two tragedies. Like, yeah. look what these two tragedies, have, look what's been born out of these two very different tragedies. And even then, it's still not ironic. No. Um, <laughs> so it's just the world is fucking terrible. So he goes, <laughs> be careful out there tonight, Margaret. So we get the call from the lawyer. Uh, and he says, he says, be careful out there. Um, Shannon, Shannon's saving a piece of cake for you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. She wants you to. There's a lot riding on like Shannon's future with Margaret, which I do not like. Uh-uh. I find it very skeevy. Yeah. So the lawyer who's burning the midnight oil says that the court has uh, mandated home visits from him and Joan. And she found out from her friend in social services that he, uh, he's like, she's likely to come by tomorrow. And he goes, but it's a holiday. And I'm like, no, motherfucker, today's the holiday. Like, the FBI is working. Your lawyer's working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just, there's no holidays. And also, no one has a friend in social services that can give a rough, especially not Washington, D.C. Like, they've got so much on their plate. Oh, yeah. No, yes. You know. Maybe see her in two months, three months. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's the, that's the, uh. That's the the special tip. Right. Like, that's the inside information. She might be there within three months. And, like, literally, unless your kids are covered with roaches, she's probably going to say you're cool. Like, there's really nothing. It's terrible. So... Um, yeah, this is where he's it, like, what are you? He's like, what are you doing? He's like, what are you doing? Right? She goes, going to watch the fireworks friends at the mall. Why? You need a date? What? Oh, wait. Does he say that to her? She says that to him. Oh, he goes, she's, what are you doing today? And he oh, goes, yes. going, to watch the, uh, going to watch the fireworks with friends at the mall. Why? You need a date? Like, Penny. Penny. You really, that's such a conflict of interest. Like, were they hooking up during the divorce? Like, you know, maybe post-boatman, like. Post-boatman. <laughs> <laughs> some comforting. I don't know. So he's like, stay at home tonight. And she's like, why? He's like, I can't tell you why. Just stay home. You're going to have more fun. You're going to have more fun. And I don't know Trust why me. I would describe it as more fun. <laughs> it's more fun than getting murdered. But less dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Margaret briefs everyone on what's going to happen. Uh, they need to know everything except where the du- they, so they know everything they need to know except where the dude's going to be coming from. Basically, um, he says that the family has to get the house cleaned up and ready to go for the Fourth of July. Uh, it's just like a lot of grab ass until then. Uh, it's ten fifteen p.m. The diggers walking around the mall already. Um, then we hear uh, Kincaid's in his office. Marzipan's just going wild. On wheeling the wheel. up a storm. <laughs> 
he's like literally like what 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 is going what is that sound like of course it's mars a pan in his office again he already pulled his son's shoes off his desk earlier <laughs> when he told margaret like i don't know how my son's stuff always ends up in here and then him, him and mars pan have- right, like the gerbils do that out of stress <laughs> Probably. Like, what a horrible life. Like, really. Like, you live in a... It's like if I lived in a gymnasium. Like, it's really... You know? With, like, a a trampoline. Like, that was it. Just a concrete box and, like, a trampoline. I would be on that shit just jumping and jumping. I'm gonna die. That's so... so true what a terrible life i mean thankfully like i put way too much human emotion on animals like you know mars is not really torturing them the self the way you and i would if we lived in a trampoline house but but i do it yeah i yeah. i mean but then but but parker parker's like uh oh, hey hey you're not the only one marzipan or something he says something to him All you right. know like i'm stressed out too so chill out <laughs> Right. Like, he'll ever know Marzipan's struggle. No one remembers where he is. Like, how long do you think Marzipan's been missing for at the longest? Like, four days? Like, they talk about him being missing, like... Yeah, like, it's it's, it's not a... It's a big right. enough cage where you're not going to be, like, you know, misplace it, like, It you would know. suggest that they've been through some seriously hard hoarding times. Yeah. Like, maybe this is just after the hoarder's crew drove away <laughs> um after the boat man we just started hoarding we didn't know what what would stay in our lives and what would go so we kept everything okay so we're gonna play 107.53 to 110.15 hi where are you i'm at a checkpoint near the west mall is hardy with you no he's uh working a metro detail somewhere when was the last time you saw him? Uh, I don't know, 50 minutes, an hour ago? So you don't know for sure where he is? No. No, what, what, what's going on? When he took dictation from me in the document lab... He was disguising his handwriting. There's evidence of tremble in several of his letters, which means that he was faking it. But he made a devil's teardrop on his lowercase i. The same thing that is in the demand note. It's him. It's Hardy. (gasps) Hardy's the one who's behind all this. He's the one giving the digger his orders. Hey. I need to be on the other side of that door, fellas. You'll need clearance. Yeah. Got that right here. Move. It sounds crazy, but look at the facts. It was Hardy who led us into the ambush at Gravesend. It was Hardy who planted the clue about the National Mall and made sure that I didn't miss it. Meaning that you have got everybody over there and virtually nobody anywhere else. I'll bet the digger isn't anywhere near the mall. Why would Hardy... I'm... Where's the 20 million from the city right now? It's in the evidence locker back at headquarters. Are you seriously suggesting? Wait a minute, what, what, what about the guy who made the demand, the one with the tape recorder? A patsy. 
Hardy probably told him that he would cut him in and then he killed him. So that we spend our time running in circles looking for the killer, not the real live guy who's still pulling the strings. I'm on my way there. Be careful, Margaret. You said you'd see Shannon again. I want you to keep that promise. Yeah. Just chill, out. just chill out because you know i like you but like shannon i don't even know her yet you know? right i it's like exactly if i was wondering her to be like i mean i don't know her though i'm sure she'll survive like we spent maybe 15 minutes together ate a piece of cantaloupe like <laughs> shannon's been through enough she gets lost okay <laughs> um but yeah i uh i forgot to say i mean i really dropped the ball on this that before all this happened um I Kincaid finds a piece of paper in his pocket that has the devil's teardrop on him. I don't remember Harvey writing him and Hardy writing Harvey or Hardy? Har- Hardy, Lynn Hardy. I don't remember him writing a note. Do you remember that? Yes. Uh, well, I remember when it was the paper that he has in his pocket is, was from when Hardy was dictating. Remember oh. that he's like, I think it's an eye. He was looking to oh. find like uh, the impressions. And so he's like, Hardy was dictating and I heard him say an eye at one point. So there's yeah. where your devil's cheered up. But then like, then Margaret comes in and then you see him like Parker rip the paper off the pad and fold it and put it in his pocket. And then I guess just forgets it. Right. Until, just and the right if moment. If I were him, I would look at that and be like, like it was a loaded gun. And I would be like, I got to get this out of the house. Like, I can't have this devil's teardrop shit in my house. <laughs> like, this is just. Yeah. This leads to no good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's very. Even though the guy was beaten to death in his cell years ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and like, here's the thing is that Hardy, uh, Harvey, Har- what's Hardy, his? Hardy, he. It was the obvious conclusion the whole time. Oh, yeah. But I was stunned when I found this out. Were you? I'm, well, no, I, I, if you see what I wrote at the very top. Fucking Hardy, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, was, I was a little, because it was just like, like t- just from the very get-go, like, Hello, I am the police liaison you ordered. Right. My name is Len Hardy. I will do anything you need for me to do in the middle of a big FBI meeting. Yeah. And it's just like, and then he keeps showing up at the last yeah. like minute of every investigative scene. I just had a feeling like this guy's, this could be, it just seemed like this oh, I was could just, be. I was gone with the movie magic. Hey, but look, good. I mean, you, you I know. I was so unsettled thinking like he's had him in his house. You know? Yes. Well, and then, yeah. You don't know anybody. And Um, then you think about, like, um, that cut of who was watching. Right. Was it the digger or was it Hardy? Yep. Yeah, I just have an all cast. We're supposed to believe this woman's living her life for Shannon. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So she, Shannon, uh, sorry, Margaret pulls up to the headquarters or whatever where hardy's sta- uh, stealing all the money uh and he takes out his gun and shoots her like right he shoots for her right away yeah yeah yeah. Um, he doesn't finish the job so she walks around with her gun and like at this point 
I realize she's wearing fucking high heels or something. I wrote, just wrote she's in heels. It's like clack, clack, clack. It reminded like of my, me of like waiting for that noise to happen so my mom would get me from the nurse's office at school when I was really sick. I'd be like, oh, I hear my mom's heels. Like, wow. I'm good to go. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like yeah. that... It was like, it's just such, you, you'll never forget that noise, right? So. Yeah. And I, but I also thought just like, good. Like I, I read, there was something recently about women in heels in like movies. Situations or, of movies like yeah, this. Yeah. yeah. But it, but it's just like, you know, like she's trying to run around in these impossible right. shoes. Like, right. And have a gunfight. And, like, some chicks, like, they do that. Like, yeah. they just, like, know how to walk around and, like, a stick to the heel. Like, it's their own foot skin. And I I can't wear heels, like, at all. Like, if that was a requirement of any – I'd be, like, the stripper in flats. Like, I really would. I'd be the sole <laughs> stripper trying to be, like, can I make, like, a ballet flat work? Like, how can we um, – Sorry to interrupt, but I just went to the restroom to blow my nose. And when I came back, I I brought you something that I found from a friend of mine who spent some time in Washington, D.C. working for one Mr. Barack Obama. It's a snow globe of Camp David. Wow. You know? Isn't that fun? Holy moly. It's a snow globe from Camp David. Who knew they had a gift shop? Who knew? Yes. Isn't that fun? Yeah, do not store in extreme in temperatures China? or in direct sunlight. Yeah, it stays in my bathroom. It's that is that is so that's the kind of snow globe I can get behind. Right, this is cool. You wow. know, like Camp David or um, Christmas in July. Like yeah. it's got it's all kind of lining up for me here. Um, <laughs> but okay, so. She's running around her heels, clacking around her heels on the rooftop. There's um, a steam pipe. There's always like, yeah, you know, they got to, oh, it's too, you know, static. We need some, show some steam going yeah. up or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I bumped on the steam as well, but I was like, well, you don't know how buildings work. Like, it, exactly. And then I, part of me was like, well, he, a, a bullet could have hit, you know, right. maybe, you know, yeah. So I wasn't. I wasn't too, you know, it didn't bother me. My thing was like, if I, I mean, I don't teach cop training school, but I would feel like a big part of that would be like, if you're a lone officer alone on a roof with a ruthless, a cop that you now know is a ruthless killer, wouldn't you get back in your car and then block the exit where he would pull the car out? Because I would be like, your car is probably bulletproof if it's a police vehicle. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And really the only thing that you can do if you're on a roof is drive back down. So wouldn't the goal be to block the exit in your vehicle and not run around in your high heels trying to shoot the guy? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I I think, you know, if there's – it's not like there's a helicopter waiting um or anything yeah so, i mean yeah, I, don't I don't fuck think... with police but if you want me to come in and like pitch some ideas like let me know i'd be happy to do that yeah. i know the lapd listens to this uh yeah. that would be so scary like i literally would shit myself with lapd like i mean new york cops really immerse themselves in social media like oh yeah la yeah. cops don't really pay attention to that i would die if like i found out i mean because i'm flippant like i've i will be like Oh, I stole this once. Like, I'll just say things like that. Now I'm like, fuck, thank God LAPD is not savvy. Social media savvy. I've said, I've admitted to a lot of awful things. Yeah. So, like in my world. So, um, yeah, she has an expert shot. She's able to get the car to crash. Uh, Yeah, very impressive. And, like, not just crash, but, like, it's hit. 
uh, either the impact had like broke his leg or something or I mean, I love a fighter till the end. I really do. I love it when it when a movie or whatever, when someone's like down and like they take the sack of money that's like twenty million dollars and he tries with one leg to like carry this case of I'm like, God bless you. Like, you know, you fucking no one can say you didn't try. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you really you tried to make that work. Um this is so she shoots him, he dies, he slumps over, whatever. I did write that um, during this that we're going to play. Are, are You're familiar with the film Scream? I, I am. He looks exactly like Matthew Lillard when he's breaking down oh, wow. in the end. And like he's like his face is covered with blood and he's really just like, I fucking did it, blah, blah, blah. He like, we're going to hear Hardy's like goodbye. But before we, but before we do that, I want to point out to you that he looks so much like Matthew Lillard to me in that scene, and we know I can't, I can't find a face in any room. So it's one twelve forty two to one thirteen thirty nine, and we're going to be playing a lot of audio up coming up here because there's a lot of, a lot of fun stuff at the end here. Pretty cool plan, huh? One of the greatest heists of all time. I may be even the greatest. The digger. Where is he? Is he at the mall? The digger. My old marine buddy, the digger. Never met an order he wouldn't follow. After that head wound. <laughs> Perfect killer. Where is he? He's exactly where he should be. Doing exactly what I told him. Guess what? Guess what he told him to do? Uh, go where the, the boatman did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said, "You go follow in our in our idle steps, the boatman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go get that devil's teardrop off him." <laughs> now, I like. I also like. Why would he think that he could do all of this? Like, shoot a man in cold blood, steal this money, but yet the smoking gun is a scrap of paper. Like. Where was he going to go? Even, I didn't even get. I didn't even get that until, like, I was. I thought, like, I don't know why, but my mind went to like just some vengeance. Like, yeah, he wants, he wants to torture uh, yeah. Parker because he's already like, dealt with one killer in his house. Maybe it was from when he said that cunty thing where he's like, "I don't like ideas. I like facts." What did he say? Like, he said yes. that thing, and I was just like, Oof. "Whoa." Ice cold. Like, maybe it was when he said that. And but he's no, no, just you're like, right. I think because I do say later, like, he was trying to retrieve the paper or something. Yeah, yeah it's right? because he was trying yeah. to retrieve the paper. But just... It's not motive. There's literally, like, if, if a police was, if a policeman was, like, looking over this, he'd be like, that's still not, like, appropriate motive to kill him. At this point, once he's... Because the other... He kills one cop. And then he, the other guard, the cop that's the other cop that's guarding the twenty million dollars or whatever it is, which is an obscene amount of money, um, is is uh, he can ID him like one hundred percent and be like, yeah, that's Hardy, that's the guy that's been fucking around like for the last like two weeks or whatever. 
Um, it's very weird that he kills him over this piece of paper or tries to kill him over this piece of yeah, paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless he thinks, like, I'm scot-free now with the money. Digger, you go get that last scrap of evidence, and then I'll meet you, uh, meet you at that place that they met on the beach in Shawshank or whatever. Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. So wait, can I tell you the thing that really – that my – at the very beginning when I told you I had a realization yes, that made the- me feel very happy – that's why he was eating out of a fucking canteen. It was because he was in the military. Oh. Because I saw that, and I was like, who the fuck is eating out of a canteen? I was like, this is dark. Like, I had one to play with when I was in Girl Scouts, but, like, <laughs> even then, like, it was just a prop because, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, no one yeah. was actually eating out of a canteen. He's in the fucking military. That's why he had a canteen. Yes. Okay. Nice. But that really... That really bothered me when I was watching it. I was just like, I can't get past it. Who eats out of a canteen? That's Yeah, I think I was so obsessed with the Flintstones audio that I kind of like remember it as like a thermos. Well, that's how they got us. They all knew that we'd be looking at something somewhere and missing all the context clues. Now, what's great about this scene is that... We should say that, that, you know, Kincaid doesn't die. Well, we'll just spoil that for the audience because yeah. we can't play any of this scene because there is no audio. Because the two of them have the most strange, silent fight outside of weird grunts. Like, yes. it made me think that the digger had such a traumatic brain injury that he couldn't speak anymore. Yeah. Because he was just like, ah! <laughs> it was like two Frankensteins yeah. like, trying to fight each other. Tarzan and, and Frankenstein. Like, exactly, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just hair pulling and like a weird kind Meanwhile, of Meanwhile, like... Shannon and Robbie, who have been promised fireworks, yes. are fast asleep in their beds. And like you keep getting scared that they're going to wake up and... The and trauma. Like, insert themselves into the middle of the thing yeah. but no uh they just keep rustling around like as soon as you thought like oh surely they're gonna wake up now like by the third time you cut away to their bed surely they're gonna wake up now no they just keep rolling around in bed yeah i i thought at one point i was like uh the sun i was like robbie has to shoot the digger yeah. I was like, Robbie's going to shoot the digger, and it's going to help with his boatman trauma. Right, like, right. Like, if he's able to confront this situation again, yeah. and physically, you know, Guns do Guns really do kill people. Tight. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like if I had a ki- if I had been through this, if I, I would feel like the kids would know better than to come out into the hallway. Like, if you ever hear what you think is your mother or father getting murdered in the hallway... Get out of bed and lock your door like, you know, or hide in your closet or like do something so that you're not as easily found. But like just the idea of a child like who's already been through this walking out into the middle of a crime scene feels like not the move. But if you're some sort of criminal expert out there and you know what's up, tell me what I'm doing wrong because – (laughs) <laughs> I don't know why, because I'm probably not having kids. Um, one seventeen forty three to one nineteen thirty seven. It's the first of uh, many fucking insane things that are about to happen. This is the ending to this is fucking insane. What we should say is that the digger is taken out with. Uh, a, a pair of scissors that um, Shannon scissors from when she was cutting up scraps before. Yes. The scrapping scissors. They fight. They have this huge fight. Um, he's able to successfully kill him with these scissors. Does he stab him in the kidney or something? Is that what yeah, it is? It's, it's, yeah. This, uh, it looked like a kidney or some sort of abdomen area yeah. where it just 
put him out pretty quickly. But you have to know how to ki- – that's like, oh, you have to know how to kill a man sort of thing. You know what I mean? Y- yes. Um, yes. Unless you – yes. Unless you just got really lucky. Yeah, because me with a pair of scissors, like, that would take me 20 minutes. But oh, like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's like – I thought it was just going to be the first of many things he had to do to get the gun. But um, – yeah, the digger's taken out. There's blood all over the walls. But oh no, you guys, he has um, he has a social worker coming by tomorrow. Yes, and then he faints. Right. <laughs> he like it's not even clear. It like it's not even it's it was never clear that he was very injured. It's like he just faints. He's yeah. just like whoa. Yeah, <laughs> we see the house destroyed, and then he faints, and then the next thing we see is he wakes up in bed. He's all clean. Um, it's nine twenty. It's nine twenty in the morning, and then he got he got, he slept in, and then um, he comes outside because he sees that the social worker is parked across the street. Oh fuck! He goes into the kids' rooms; they're gone. He goes out. Beds made. Everything is completely neat. Every the house is tidy. It looks perfect. You would have never known that a dead like you. So you start to wonder: Am I crazy? Did that even happen? Like maybe this was a dream. How keeps could- rubbing the back of his head where his head, where he got his hair pulled. Right. And how could that be a dream? Right. But there is. He touches the carpet. It was wet. That's it's weird, right? So um, <laughs> let's let's play this scene with it. Hey kids, can you show me your rooms? It's okay. She just wants to ask me some questions. Sure, my room's over. Oh, what? Hardy said he'd sent the digger on one last mission. I guess he was after that sheet of paper you took from him. It's the only thing that physically tied him to the crime. Brought a SWAT team here, but we were too late. You'd already taken care of it. Found the digger up there on the stairs. You were out cold. For a moment, I thought to... Parker? Hi, John. Hello. Hello. Hi. Joan, this is uh, Margaret Lucas. She's a... Hi. Nice to meet you. I'm a friend of Parker's. Through, through his work. Nice to meet you. You'll excuse me. She spend the night? No. You sure about that? Quite sure. God, Parker, it smells like you've been cleaning up a storm around here. Yeah, well... Where are the kids? Upstairs with the social worker. I'm gonna go bring them the presents. What'd you do? This place was a mess. I mean, there was blood everywhere. After we did forensics and bagged the body, I called in a cleanup crew. They weren't thrilled about working on the holiday, but figured we owed it to you. Did a pretty good job, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, aside from the missing hallway table, and there's some blood behind the painting up there on the stairs. This is my hamster marzipan, but it's evil monster marzipan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> First of all, what? Um, there's a lot to unpack here. There's like, a- how did Margaret know about the social worker coming over? That's like the importance of the house being clean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or is this just a regular ass favor that was done? 
That is a that is a, yeah, that's huge. Just that's, like I don't want like, him to wake up. To did this. he have a couple post its laying around like social worker <laughs> nine a.m. Right. tomorrow? Like you went through my shit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was uh, or like did Shannon relate? Oh, Dad, we have a social worker coming mm. tomorrow. Um, she definitely would. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on here. First of all, the nerve of Joan to come in and be like, "Who's this?" Like, did she spend the night? Like, you've been getting dicked down by Jeff. Like, you wanted to take them on a European vacation. Like, you don't even yeah, know this. Yeah, you care more about the dogs than you do the kids. Exactly, you know? exactly. And you leave the dogs in cages, so that's really saying something. But yeah. I, uh, there's so much going on here. This was a very odd move for the movie to yes. take. The fr- you know, it's, I guess it's a great, it's a romantic gesture. I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. But boy, it was just like the amount of time. And it's the first reference to somebody being unhappy about working during the holiday. Right, right. Is the cleanup crew, which you think if anybody to like have to work during a holiday, a cleanup crew would probably be ready for that. And it's also like you get time and a half. You're probably working an hourly wage. I was thinking like the lawyer probably can't charge extra for holiday rates but if anyone is happy to be working on the holiday it's the cleaning people who get an hourly wage they're not on salary like this makes no sense um but and then to get like you've got a you've got i mean this this it happened after midnight right like the digger got there after midnight yeah yeah so between Let's just say the digger got there at twelve thirty, twelve fifteen, even. You know, between twelve fifteen and nine, you have a forensics team <laughs> come in, bag the body, like do all the crime police work, then have the cleanup crew come in. And the children are and just then, happy who, in the morning, by yeah, the way. And who's waking up the children with breakfast and right. like and all that, and like, no, let Papa sleep in. Oh, it's yeah. Margaret. Oh, Margaret's here. Yeah, like, Shannon. I'm sure thrilled, you know, like <laughs> yeah. to wake up to Margaret. I like, knew you'd come back. Yeah. But like, d- yeah, exactly. Was Margaret up all night long? She must have been because they cleaned the entire house, which the children either woke up during or did not wake up during. But either way, are very emotionally well adjusted by the time the social worker gets there. Everyone looks fresh as a daisy. Fresh as a daisy. Also, the mom went on vacation and like most of the time when you go on vacation, you bring the kids presents. It's like. You wrap it up in a T-shirt or something. But she has, like, gender-oriented wrapping paper. Blue blue presents for the boy, pink presents for the girl. And, like, there's 40 of them. I'm like, it's Christmas morning up there. <laughs> and, like, like now she comes over now, like, to bring gifts right. and in front of the social worker. And it's like, that doesn't seem like a good move, like... You, you know, you may think like this is going imp- to doesn't seem impressive to me. If I was a like- dad, I'd be like, get your ass out of here, dude. Like, no, you can leave the presents out the door or you can come trot them by another time. But like, d- like, absolutely I mean, the fuck not. We are yeah. not on good terms right now. Yeah. I'm interviewing the children in your ex's house. Like, this is not your time to it's be not here. Yeah. And I don't even think she was showing off for the social worker. I just think she called the social worker in and didn't realize the gravity of what was being done for a strange ass woman to come in your childhood bedroom and interview you. Yeah. yeah. Go upstairs with the woman and let her ask you some questions about like how you're happy in your bedroom. Like, yeah, it's so, so there, um, we see, you know, Bobby's 
doing very well, very emotionally well adjusted while he's describing his different paintings to the teacher. Yes. Then Shannon is having a full blown fucking conversation with Marcy. <laughs> this like, this was the capper for me. This you was and where Marzipan's talking back at this point. Yeah. Because like, she's like, Don't worry, Marzipan. Mommy might be different sometimes, but we're going to go live with her. Yeah, it's been fun living with dad, but it's like a whole. But we have, we don't have a choice. Yeah, it's the full, it's like a full house, like, like moment. Like that moment where like, you're going to expect the hug to come after. She's like living out a sitcom in her bedroom. Like it's very (laughs) dark that she thinks marzipan can digest any of this information. (laughs) Or that she's so sad that it doesn't matter whether yeah. or not Marzipan <sighs> understands. See, uh. that's that's actually what's sad is that like... <laughs> just just think of like Dead Eyed Shannon. Just like it could be anything. Like it could be a sock. Right. Just, oh, don't worry, mom. Mom, mom is gets her turn now. Like <laughs> Marzipan just. Like cold in her hand, just <laughs> stiff and cold. Marzipan <laughs> passed away overnight yeah. from, the, from the sheer panic, from the stress yeah. of a murder going just on. Wheel, 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 wheel. <laughs> I honestly don't think a gerbil would just would survive something like witnessing a murder. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, Joan comes downstairs and she's like fully fucking shook. Like as the kids would say, like she looks like she has seen a ghost. She's just like, yeah. you know what? I take it all fucking back. I love the kids, but right now you love them more, and I love them away from here, too. Like, she, I mean, maybe she just realized how annoying Shannon is. And she's like, I can't live with that. Can't live with this girl who talks to rodents. But then she goes, where's the table that was here? And that painting. And she goes upstairs to touch the painting, and I'd be like, hands off, bitch. Like, if I was him, I'd be like, you don't come in my house and touch stuff anymore. Yeah, like, like what? What is like? No, this isn't like, your house still. No, <laughs> right? Not your house. Like I let you bring the kids' gifts upstairs. You, you like we're not. Yeah, you have no uh, jurisdiction. Joan is over very here. narcissistic. Like she is willing to put a lot of people through it for her whims, and like that's very dark. So, but thank God, Jerry. Or J- J- Jerry? Is it J- uh, her boyfriend? Oh, uh, Jerry, yeah. He yeah. calls. Yeah. Th- and she's like, yes, darling. And she's like, oh, okay. All right, I'll be home soon. And then she goes, I've got a hungry guy over. I've got a hungry guy back at home. And I'm like, oof. Oh, I know that dynamic. Like, the man can't feed himself. Yeah. He uh, doesn't know how to make himself. Sick. He's like, I'm hungry. What do I do? Yeah. Like, what do I do? Ex- I'm, and I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> low blood sugar and i want to hit you know <laughs> like it's just like yeah you now you're with jerry and like yeah, yeah that's a life Joan. that's a life you think you're not gonna drink again like yeah come on actually that 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 made me worried for her sobriety in that moment because i was like well i was like what does she have because she just like the thing that the motivation to get her kids back was really what probably was motivating her to get sober in the first place then she gets the delight the treat of finding love which she was not expecting uh and then it turns out the guy's an asshole and she's not getting her kids back i'm like oof someone's breaking open a bottle of red wine tonight like i did not feel good about that no, no and i did wonder what her drink was during her drinking days oh wow that did you speculate in uh, did you... um i got hard liquor she's really skinny 
So, I mean, I was like, ooh, I feel like she probably drinks the darkest drink of all, which is gin. Gin really darks me out. Yeah. I won't touch this stuff. I think it's really fucking gross. No, I mean, the, the, the times that I've had, I've had some the bad times with gin. It's been a long time, but, like, yeah, it's just, it's a mystical, like, not a, yeah. it's a creepy I don't touch it, but wizard's I've, brew. <laughs> it does have that. It has something to it that people who drink it regularly smell like alcohol all the time. Like it comes out of their pores in mm-hmm. a unique way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like people to stop pretending they like tequila. That's something I would like. Ugh. People really, they're like, can I sip on a mezcal? I'm like, I would, that would be the last thing I would ever want to do in my life is sip on mezcal. Yeah. I've talked about it a lot on this show. By the way, I should say Juno Temple. I haven't mentioned her name once this season. And that's the center square on our bingo card. Because I have to mention Juno Temple's name in every episode. It's like a thing. Oh, okay. It just comes for me. Yeah, yeah, And I yeah. haven't done it yet, so I just wanted to. Yeah, no, get While it. While I was out. bitching about Mezcal, yeah. I wanted to get in my Juno Temple for the audience at home. <laughs> this is what I do here. I bitch about Mezcal and how I think y'all are pathological liars. No one enjoys that. Go have real fun for once in your life and come back to me. Um, Couldn't agree more. Thank you. Um, yeah, I just wrote, yeah. So I'm also going to play this final clip because this really wraps up the movie. And it's also, it's fucking inappropriate. Like the whole <laughs> thing's just really weirds me out. And again, as a child of a single parent, like this puts a weird sting on everything for me where I'm just like, they're way too comfortable. This is too familial. Like anytime someone comes in like this, it's going to end ri- like they're going to go out just as bad. Like mm. it's. It's very Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande. I'm not comfortable with it. By the way, <laughs> yeah. fascinating. That's my new Juno Temple of the season. I mention it every episode. It's like fascinating to me. That'll probably be over by the time this comes out. So I yeah, stop yeah, yeah. It. But uh, okay, but those tattoos will be there still. Oof, rough. They they tattooed their hands. Did you see that? I I think I did. Like uh, on the top or yeah. Or, or, the or, honest uh, to God, knock me out uh, thing. Yeah, they did a little. They did a little like uh, acronym. It's not great. It's also not a great acronym to have for the rest of their life. No. Which, speaking of, just quickly, did you see that Tom Everett Scott had a tattoo? I didn't. There was a moment where he was doing something with his daughter. I, I don't know. Maybe he was playing ball. But What the, was it? A star. A, uh, one or two I could on his, like, which... Drunk at that thing you do cast party, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know that Kincaid would have a place for that in his life. I, that's that was a, it was an odd choice. Like, I have makeup just, in my bathroom that would cover that. Why wouldn't they do that? Yeah, unless they were like you know. Yeah, I don't see it adding any. De- it was just more of a distraction. I mean, it didn't take didn't take me out of it. Maybe, but when, it, but it did make me think Heidi like and Joan were drunk and did that. That maybe was like a callback to. The alcoholic days, maybe it was a boatman thing. I don't know. <laughs> Just in case he ever forgets the night that, <laughs> yes. you know, so he'll never forget the yes. trauma that happened to him. Um, boatman. Okay. Because the boatman guides himself with the stars. Right. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. So, yeah. Oh, totally. Or like that's what he saw when he got beat to death in jail. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a different guy. Sorry. So we're going to play this out because it's disgusting. In the lab the first time we met. I upset you somehow, offended you in some way, personally. Why do you say that? Oh, because I'm the puzzle master, remember? (laughs) Whatever I 
said it bothered you so much you had to leave the room and when you came back you were very angry I just want to know what I said or did because I want to see you again Before my son got on the plane, he wrote me a postcard to tell me how much he loved me. He must have slipped it in the box without a stamp, not realizing, because he was only six. It showed up in the mailbox a week after his funeral, postage due. I have it. I carry it with me everywhere. I, I brought it to a handwriting analyst. And she said the shape of these letters and how they're spaced shows that whoever wrote this was very creative and charming. And brilliant, with no patience for deception. I know it by heart. She also said that he has a great capacity to love. And that I was very lucky to have a son like this. If I didn't have that to cling to, I would have lost my mind. And then you, you say that's all nonsense, that doesn't mean anything. And but it does. But you said. Yeah, but it's what your son wrote that counts, not the shape of the letters. The teardrop I doesn't prove that Hardy was a psychopath. We can draw that conclusion from his actions. Just as what your son wrote tells us what kind of human being he was, how much he loved you, and what kind of person he was going to grow up to be. Paper is amazing stuff. It seems fragile, but it lasts longer than almost anything. essence of your son is on here. There's a link between you and him that can never break. It makes him immortal. We're as close to that as any of us are going to get. Thank you. <laughs> so Shannon tells me you have a letter written by Thomas Jefferson, huh? A letter that somebody claims is by Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> That's what pays the rent now, trying to figure out what's fake and what isn't. What the real thing is. Yeah, I guess that's what we're all looking for. The real thing. Ew. And then they hold hands and they kiss and the movie's over. Ew. The real thing. Ew. First of all, it's not even a clever line to end the movie on. It's just cheesy and gross. Yeah. I felt like, I really honestly, in my own office, I felt like a 12-year-old like watching like a or like an, a 10 year old watching like a sex scene with my mom. I was like, ew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so cringe inducing. Um, all the kids do is play soccer. All they do. Yeah. And they're not 
great at it. You'd think right. that they would be just due to the fact that they constantly kicking the They're certainly not around. a match for each other. Like, that's the other thing. Like, usually with kids that, that are, you know, four years apart in age that they seem to be, like, one Shannon would just be kicking his ass. Yeah. But, yeah. no, she's uh, held herself back. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, a lot of, what lot about of... the day she accidentally puts those pants in the wash? Like, that's my question. Because she takes this postcard in and out of her pants every <laughs> single day. And, like, I've had some things that were left to me by my grandmother that, like, over the years, like, a couple of things have broken or whatever. And it's really, like, hurt. But ultimately, I've realized that, like, if I had those things or didn't have those things, that doesn't take away my memories or hurt them. Like, so ultimately, it ha- it's been, like, it hasn't been that big of a slam to me. But I'm like, does she have to lose that postcard to know that, like, that is not her son? Like I thought there was going to be so much more kind of weight with the postcard and like, yeah, well, I had like, you know, I had a theory early on, which is ridiculous, but it would have <laughs> been great if that he would, that he would have at some point seen the postcard and been like, this is not a child's writing. And, and that it was, oh. and they come to find out that the dad and the son were still, the dad just oh. stole the son. They were still alive. And like, it was a, some sort of hoax. Sequel. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I would love, I would love that sequel. That would be great. And then like, they're a family now. So the whole family gets into like an RV and it's kind of like a weird, the Miller style, like wacky and road adventure. I would love that. And she's not upset because she knows her kids alive out there. Yeah. That would be yeah. great. And then, but then we never get to see, like, he, like in the end, he's like making her feel better with his speech, but, but he's saying the same thing, which is like, it's bullshit. Right. Like this, this the text analysis is bullshit. Cause he's like, it's not about the shape of the letters, which she just said the woman that did right. the analysis was like the shape of the letters say so much. But and he's like it's not, it's about what he said, which we never see what he said. Right. You know, I kept wanting them to like cut to it and have it be like I just desperately you. wanted to know when he wrote on that. Post Mama, card. I fell. Right. Like, you know, or just <laughs> something. You know, got a boat today. You yeah. know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it was just it's uh, yeah it was. I also hate like an adult saying to another adult like, you know, paper. It's really thin, but like it act, like an adult. Yes, like this is the link that bonds you with, like right. like some. Like she's a child, you know. Yeah, like, it's like, like that worked with Shannon. This is in your heart. Like he might as well have said that to her. Like it's just, it's a, it's like okay. It's you not know? empathic because right. it's just it's it's prescriptive. It's this kind right, of exactly. creepy prescriptive language that you would, yeah, you know, that you might fall into accidentally with your child because you've. <laughs> talk to them so many times about things that you sometimes have to say things right, like that right, right. but with a, a grieving adult it <laughs> sounds really really uh you know but she of... does have an irrational attachment to that postcard and i personally yes. be like you know what get in the car we're gonna go get that thing framed get it fucking laminated we'll at least you up <laughs> yeah. i mean because not... lord it's got to be i mean i've i've had you know business cards that I've had for two days that seriously are suddenly like, just like, and yeah, like, I'm looking at that thing thinking like, you know, you say you see wear and tear there. I'm like, Oh, the kid died last week. Like I look at that and I'm like, Oh, that's not, I don't see really much wear and tear there at all. Especially for a postcard that's been through the United States postal. Like 
postcards come to you looking like shit. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's. Well, plus, this one came uh, uh, postage due, like, no stamp on it. Oh, right, right, right. So, that's going to get the least, you know. I wonder if they made her pay, like, the 36 cents. My son just. We're here t- to collect. Yeah, we don't. It doesn't matter. You have to pay. What does that mean, postage due? Like, truly, what does it mean? Um. Well, yeah, that's a very good question. Like things, be, things used to, you know, you could send things COD in the past, right? You know, but like postage due doesn't. It seems like bullshit. It seems like you, the letter would go back to the return address, but then again, it's yeah. a postcard, so I don't know. Yeah, it wouldn't come to your home. You'd get a slip saying, right. "Come to the post office and oh, pay us this yeah, money." Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, I would think. All those letters to Santa, man. Where the fuck do they go? Yeah. They're just like in some room. What's that? Are they just in some room? Like, what if a kid writes down on their letter to Santa, like the truth of how their dad died or something? Yeah. And that's a clue. Well, there's that, the like, what is it? The dead letter office that's like supposed to be is like. Is that what that is? Like, yeah. But then. That's I, not real. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's not real. I think That's it's just about an as REM real song. as everything he just said to her about that postcard. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, also, it's it's hard because you do say these things in life that break people's hearts all around you. Like, and you don't even realize that just by being factual, you could be ruining someone's day. Yes. Yes. And it's hard to backtrack on that. Like, yeah. watching him attempt to backtrack on this was really... Uh, it was rough. It was rough, and it, it was the, it was when he seemed the most forced Gumpy. Yeah, it was the, the, like Spectrumy was when he was in that last speech. Like it, it's something that bonds you together, for, right? You know, you do agree that there was something Gumpesque about this guy, right? It's yes, especially in that moment. I think yeah. you know, but get, because it often well, and and it's 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 it's, on a it, bench. It, it's just, he was on a bench. <laughs> I, I, there is a, and of course, I'm not an expert, so I, I don't want to generalize. But I think you know a trait of Aspergers or you know people on the spectrum is this kind of bluntness. They don't have a social sure skills or or context to or t- tact is not something that sure. you know. So it's like. I'm a scientist, not a fortune teller. I appreciate that about him in some ways. But also I was blown away by how rude he was to Hardy. Harvey? Hardy. fuck is his name? Hardy? Lynn Hardy. He means nothing to me. Why don't (laughs) I know that name? I just know it because it makes me think. Because the one guy's name is Parker. And Parker Stevenson was in that Hardy Boys show with Sean Castle. Oh, see, you have an easy cheat. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. You've really got the system unlocked. (laughs) By the way, I did realize when um, I was joking when you flipped this thing over and said, and I said, oh, is it made in China? No, I'm not kidding you. This Camp David snow globe is made in fucking China. Like, how... (laughs) dare we are you kidding me we're selling shit from china at the camp they own our asses y'all don't we need to take a hard fucking look in the mirror and see what's up i mean that's that really blew my mind at our own camp david yeah yeah they can't even fucking do an american-made product how hard would it be to make i don't know where how hard would it be to make it at camp david there's a lot of time there's there's where is that place uh virginia or something yes okay but i don't know um I don't know the town or the closest right place. 
Doesn't mm. uh, Donald Trump call Mar-a-Lago the Camp David of the South or something? Oh, God. P- probably. He's fucking insane. Yeah. Also, like, I'm pretty sure that's the opposite of Camp David. I don't know anything about Mar-a-Lago, but it looks like a shithole. Oh, it looks terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, I don't know why the... that would be the sole exception to everything he does, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh... If it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it's like it's, actually really it's, fucking it's, like it's, undeniably nice it's, like un, it's nirvana it's just <laughs> it's, it's peace just emanates peace right you know wow so fucking chilled out after that week at mar-a-lago like i'm telling you if you ever in your life have an opportunity <laughs> to go to mar don't turn it down it's once in a lifetime i mean it's literally like camp david right it's like the camp david of the south yeah and camp yeah. david does seem like you know kind of hokey like that's the best we give our president is some like cabin with like i mean i don't know that they should have anything much better they are supposed to live like the average man as much as possible but yeah i yeah yeah this is a peace cabin like right you know yeah yeah i bet obama got stoned there a lot i would be I would be chiefing at Camp David if I was the yeah. president. But that would be also, the place to do it right. as a president. Maybe there's a little weed cubby. Like I think I like Obama weed. more because I picture him as a, as a stoner. That makes me like him a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't... I mean, I, I... I just... I pine for him. I miss him a lot. I miss him a lot. Yeah. Good guy. Best guy, actually. Um... And I feel bad, too, because he can't even enjoy it. Like, he can't even be like, man, I did this, like, great, like, you know, changed things, did as much as I could. No, he has to fucking deal with this guy fucking up his legacy. Yeah. I really, I don't know, man. If he hasn't been impeached by now, I'm not thinking, I think it doesn't look good. We've really softened up our our restrictions on that. Oh, yeah. We're, We're screwed. Okay. For anyway, a while. I, I, I mean, political. <laughs> yeah. No. And and look, I mean, six nineteen sixty eight would have been saying the same thing. So there's that. You know, like things come in cycles. Yeah, uh, that's know. true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's scary. And just and let me just say, you know, paper is like a bond. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, let me let me ask you this: When skin touches paper, do you know what happens? gets oil on from your <laughs> from your skin yeah uh, that could hurt the paper um so here's my question we asked you this last time but i want to know if you have another one or if we should just use the same scale what's your favorite movie of all time you think the one that's best made of all time oh um i the, there's i can't remember what i said last time but i i know i don't have like there's a million but like um to Kill a Mockingbird is a great... Maybe I said that last time. Maybe. Who knows? I don't remember. But if you guys at home know... Um, but that's a great movie. <laughs> great movie. Um, so we're going to say one on a scale of one to five. One is To Kill a Mockingbird. And five is uh, Mother May I Sleep With Danger. Which you may have seen it or may not. Just know that it's the most lifetiming. Everything that we were saying earlier. Which I think I should say to the audience as well. One thing I have learned doing this podcast is that there is no standard lifetime movie every fucking week we are doing a completely different genre totally different i mean sure there's some that are a little bit more sappy or whatever but um yeah this is a 
they've I've I've learned a lot doing this podcast. <laughs> so um, on a scale of to kill a mockingbird to mother may I sleep with danger, um, is this a one or a five for acting? And and just quickly to clarify, uh, it's more about. Um, the, the, it's not, not about good or bad as or much not? as it is. It, a real movie or not. Is this okay. a real movie or um, not? I would say uh, uh, one, which, what is one again? Sorry. Uh, the best. Very real. Very like to, yeah, Okay, Oscar I would give winning. this, um, I, as far as acting goes, I would give this a three or two. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It, it, I will give it a, I'll give it a two. I think it was really good for like the most Like the two part. leads, like... Like it was not, yeah, it wasn't, I was not, uh, there were, you know, I wasn't like, there weren't a lot of moments of like, oh, good Lord, you know. This idiot, how did this happen? You know, no one's. Yeah, like, and it, you know, it wasn't, it it wasn't a huge stretch, but there were some emotional moments that seemed to be pulled off. I would say the babysitter was like one of the most jarring actors in this. There weren't a lot of like jarring, usually it's the supporting characters that pull you out of it and you're just like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Um, but this was, this was pretty good. I would say also the digger was pretty bad at acting. Yeah. Not a great actor. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, they didn't give him a lot to do, but they they, gave him him enough lines. Like, was he a glorified featured extra? That's a good question. That would blow. I did look him up and I can't remember. He's been in like these kind of similar. This is his world. Yeah. Um, okay, so the next category is believability of the world and characters. Did you do you think this is this exists? Do they sell that for you? And it's it's more of a four. Three I was going to say this is like a four for me. Like yeah. absolutely fucking not to all of this. <laughs> like it's not like you know if Marzipan spoke at one point, like maybe that would be a five, but like. <laughs> None of these fucks are real. Like, none of these hoes live in my world. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Creative use of words to avoid censorship. So that's when someone's like, what the frick? Or like, you know. Um, uh, Wow. I I can't think of a lot of examples of that. So, um, like a two? Yeah, two. It wasn't that bad. They didn't have like, especially with the kids around. Like there wasn't. Yeah, there, there wasn't a lot of. It like, gets bad when it's like gangster sort of stuff, and it's just like these people don't talk without saying fuck like twelve dozen times. And do all know? these movies generally? Are they like PG? Or yeah, they're they, TV movies. I mean, they're cable. T- yeah, 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 yeah. So like. So sometimes you'll get people like a writer that's really conscious of this. Yeah. And like it's bad in college scenes too. Yeah. Because it'll be like, you know, what the heck, man? Like, and it's like, you guys are in a huge fight about like him raping your sister. And you go, what the heck, man? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? It's really like, when it's bad, it's bad. So dialogue. This was pretty good, I thought. Yeah. Other than like, like if you put the believability at a four then i think the dialogue was probably a two or yeah. three like it didn't seem uh like like we already know it's bs character wise so let's give it a 2.5 yeah i i thought, I thought it was it pretty i thought it stood stood up and like the writers did do a good job of we'll get to this this is a new uh thing in here but like they did a good job of like for the executives like reading this like yep that closes up that. Yep. Like this, it did seem like this movie had three endings and like, it's because they had three storylines to end. Yes. And like, they couldn't have done it 
more painstakingly in some ways, you know? Absolutely. I mean, they took some huge swings that missed, but the swings at least tied the laces on the... Totally. Tied the ribbons, you know. It's like, this may be like, what? But at least right. it's an ending. It's, uh, you know. Uh, then we have wardrobe. I want to give that a two, personally, just because of, like, it would be a five or a one because, like, it was great. I thought it was really great to the point where I actually thought this was a regular film. I mean, we're not, like, this is an Oscar-winning wardrobe stuff, but, like, this would fly as a real movie. The only thing that I'm give, I want to give this a two for is her fucking pants in the last scene. Those boxy, I mean, Margaret's pants. How way to make a beautiful woman look terrible? Like she, yes. for some reason, those pants looked so dumpy on her, and I was like, who hated her in wardrobe? Yeah, like, especially in contrast to that kind of the form-fitting sweater she was yeah. wearing, and then they, they, yeah, the khakis. They wore cop pants. Like I was like, but that it's like sad. It's like when you see a gym teacher outside of school, and like they're <laughs> still wearing like kind of sporty clothing, and you're like. Oh, you just don't get a break. Like you, you know what I mean? Like, like even on nights out with their husband, they still have their hair up and like gymnast clips and like, or like a visor. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, you're just like rough. Like that. I would say this is like a two for me. Cause just those pants, they're they're not forgivable. Now I'm angry and I want to give it more, but no, I, I I, I think that's a good, uh, yeah. I, I, I didn't see any glaring kind of like, and you know, you throw the, uh, the expensive Shannon sweat sweater. Yeah. In there, I mean, that was really the that, telltale sweatshirt. Yeah. Um, so. Hair and makeup. Uh, I don't know. I don't two. Yeah. The digger, his scar was like, not, was pretty bad. It was a little rough. Yeah, I'll say, I'll true. take, yeah, I think we go to two for that. I mean, otherwise it's like a, basically a real movie. No one had, there was no really stunt makeup or, no, no. The hair and moved, which is great. Usually on the women's, and as the hair doesn't move at all. And they didn't have to do a lot of like injury makeup. Like the the right. se- the second mass murder was not. It was just him going in a building and then leaving the totally. building. So you didn't see anything. Once any the guy injuries. who broke his leg, we didn't have to see him again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like yeah. that when they just take like when they showed that guy getting hit by a car through another woman's face. That's brilliant <laughs> filmmaking. Um, music. I mean, this is this is uh, after your heart because of the like for the second you started watching this movie. I mean, I thought it was the music from Powder. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it. A, I mean, I would I would give it a one. Yeah, it was like real movie music. Yeah, I didn't like you know like uh, there was no need for Gary Kalitnikov or whatever the guy's name is that yeah. does, is a composer. Like he's 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 a, got a I mean he's no Jerry Williams, but he's got his right. you know good movie scoring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, crying. So I'm talking about that big Tory spelly crying jag, which we didn't get, but we did get some crying. Though. Her crying in the bathroom was really bad. Yeah, like, that, that was, was pretty bad. It 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 was. Thinking back on it, like it threw me for like I was the whole the fact that she was crying threw me yeah. for enough of a loop that I didn't I did I wasn't able to focus like on how bad it was, but I don't. It wasn't great. And then she cried at the end on the bench a little bit, but it seemed very much like these are the movements you make to cry right. kind of thing. The other one I'm thinking of is like up. when Joan saw Casper the Friendly Ghost upstairs or whatever, when she came downstairs and was like, I can't have kids. Like, yes, she, yes. that was like a little too emotional for me. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going to say like a t- like three, a three, three, yeah, three. Uh, victimization of the female character. I mean, this was not that. This was not that Lifetime movie where you're like, oh. I mean, yeah, you felt bad that her kid died. But everyone had their, everyone took their hits in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Joan, um, Margaret, Shannon talking to the Shannon. marzipan. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. we didn't get to really, like, feel, I mean, Lifetime is television for women. If there's anything people like to do, apparently it's feel like a victim. So I don't know that this movie really had that. For me, this is like a two because yeah, we were I would, sad for them, but it wasn't like overwrought. Like, wow, she really has Yeah, a she's been, yeah, yeah. Failure and or refusal to jump to the logical conclusion. I mean, yeah. this was a movie about technology, for lack of a better word. Like, this is a movie about us, them being able to see things that we, the commoners, cannot, which I love. Mm-hmm. But there were a few things that, I mean, you knew it was Hardy right away. Yeah, I had, a, I had the inkling. But, uh, yeah, so... But is this is this talking about us, the viewer? So like uh, our them within the movie, like oh, they, when you yes. know they move through something and they just completely ignore for okay. the sake of the plot or whatever. Like it's like when people ditch their cell phones yes, early yes. on in a movie when that would never actually happen. Yes, you yes. Know? Sorry, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, I think. And well, I was just thinking about her and the the postcard, but that that's a more kind of existential kind of thing that. There's no logical conclusion. Let me logical conclude. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't need to work this out here on the mic. No, no, you're <laughs> good. My car on the way home. <laughs> um, As I have a postcard that my dad sent me. <laughs> um, uh, I I would say like it, 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 there didn't seem to be that big of a glaring like glaring you know stuff. I mean, I guess. I mean, there was. I don't know. I'm gonna say three. Yeah. Three. I mean, I could, I, yeah, like, I don't want to break it down any further. Like, no, sometimes, cause... I mean, you'd be surprised at what people are able, like, last week we did, a, or two weeks ago we did a movie where these two women were fucking the same, the Lisa Renna movie, This she was fucking this swim teacher's husband, and the two of them became best friends and had no idea, even though they knew they had the same last name. Mm. And I'm like, ladies, like, at yeah, no point yeah. does someone pull out a picture? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Weird. Okay, okay. so dropped plot lines. Um, as I said, they did this in painstaking detail in this movie. Yeah. I guess I was kind of wondering if the Digger had anyone in his life who cared about him. Yeah, it's Digger. I mean, it's like Digger was a pawn, just like, you know, they talked about the other guy being a patsy. Yeah, the Digger seemed... Like a patsy as well. Like, we don't know the digger. Yeah, we don't know anything about him. I mean, for that, I'll give it a two. Sure. Yeah. But, but. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. I agree with you. I think uh, they they, they tied everything up pretty well, even if it was outrageous. Um, And then lastly, we have font. I mean, I don't even recall this movie really having a font. They did the titles. They had a little something for that. Yeah, they're just It was white. just like type. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to remember, did they ever say the Sammy devil's King. teardrop? 
Oh, you're doing it. Thank God. I was like, I can't, I can't think and do math, even on a calculator. Sorry. Um, the devil. Oh, I mean, this. Yeah, the devil's teardrop was in and of itself a font. But did they? That was at the beginning. Was that the very first thing you saw? On the poster, it it has a little devil's teardrop. Oh wow. Oh, Wags, I'm sorry, baby. Ah. Yeah, that's clever. Yeah. So you you said that this had a theatrical release at some point. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's, it sounded like. It, that's what it looked like. But I, I was just like, that's really surprising to me. Yeah. I like, mean, I mean yeah. it's as, as professional as it seems, it also seems like, wow, I don't know. Would this hold up in a theater? Yeah. Oh, this is uh, directed by a female, by the way. Yeah, Norma Bailey, right? My bad. Yeah, this is one of the plot keywords. It's directed by female, psychopath, murder, FBI agent. I mean, way to give it away. Um, yeah. Okay, so for font, I mean... I don't know. What? One? One? It was, sure. It, it, was, it was buyable. I bought it. Yeah. Um, so where does that leave us? 26.5. This is not that lifetime. Not for this season. I mean, we've had some pretty egregious ones. And I like that for this. Because I would say The Devil's Teardrop is exactly the kind of movie I would want to watch. Like, if I went away to a hotel and this was on TV, oh, I'd be so fucking happy. I'd be so happy. <laughs> I'd be like, who wants to see a room service? Fucking Devil's Teardrop yeah. is on. Like, yeah, this is yeah. great. I've been wanting to watch this. I would say... Watch for the Devil's Teardrop. Put that on. Type it into your DVR. Type it into your DVR. Type I'm it in. 90. Yeah. <laughs> Type it in. See what happens. <laughs> Nothing might happen, but try to watch it. Yeah. But if that comes around, it's a really good one. I recommend it. Ted, thank you so much for being here. It was my pleasure. Thank Do you, you for having me. you want people to again. find you on the internet? I think you're the best tweeter. Oh, you're very sweet. There. I do. I think you're the best. Well, um, I am at, at Trumpet Cake on Twitter. How did you come up with that? It was a, a, like just a nonsense. Like I, I, was, I joined on a whim and uh, I think I was actually fact-checking a story for Vanity Fair about Twitter. And I was like, I got to join to like – because I used to do that, and uh, and that's then, what you're good at is nonsense. Stuff. Yeah, like, I think it's, it's my it. thing. It's, yeah, you're great at. She's it. like pulling nonsense out of nowhere. That's it's great. It's <laughs> great. I I love that. Well, Twitter's better because of you. This podcast is better because of you. Actually, I really love having you on. You're the it's, great guest. Well, it's I love it. I, you do? Yes. Oh my god! Thank, thank you. you. I always feel like terrible asking people to do it because I'm like, well, anyone oh. like doing this as much as I do? It's very fun. I, I and mean, this I've is not... got another three hours if I don't. But, <laughs> but like, I... And I'm not like a regular Lifetime movie watcher, so uh, it's a treat. I'm glad to be, to be able, able to, to yeah. infuse a little something yeah. new into your schedule. Yeah. Uh, we should hang out more. I mean, not in real life. I'm not just saying it on the mic. Uh, I'll Sammy, say it on the mic. Thank you. Okay, cool. And, and, and in real life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, Sammy, thank you for being here, you guys. That thank was a you, great Sammy. episode. Wags. Wags is getting up like we have somewhere to be. He's grabbing his purse. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to season three of Mother May I Sleep With podcast. 
Our show today was made possible by our coordinating producer, Nicole Matthew, as well as our producer, Sammy Junio. Much love to Christina Lopez for all of her help and Elizabeth Brozek for that killer logo. We love it when new listeners find our show, and the best way for that to happen is landing in the Apple Podcast charts. You can help us out with that by making sure you're subscribed to the show, and if you want, leave a review. And if you really want to support the show, you can head to our Patreon, patreon.com slash M-M-I-S-W-P. For information on our ranking system, episode details, and social media, head to mothermayisleepwithpodcast.com. I'm your host, Molly McAleer. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram under M-O-L-L-S, Malls. And if not there, on my couch, binging Lifetime movies. See you next time. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.